Petey, what's the point? Not now, Slim. What's the point of going out there? They'll only laugh at me. That's because you're a clown! No, it's because I'm a prop. You always cast me as the broom, the pole, the stick, a splinter. You're a walking stick! It's funny! Now go! You parasite. Ah, Slim! Francis! Francis, Francis, I'm stuck! Where are you? I'm over here! Where? Here! I'm the only stick with eyeballs! Hello everyone, welcome to the Scott and Balls Rambling Podcast. Yo. It's coming through to your time as always my good friend and co-host, Paul Brown. Once again. Yo. <laughs> And welcome back to another eclectic escapade. It doesn't. It probably wasn't as long as I think it was, but it feels like forever. I mean, this is not maybe like a regular. You just whatever when, when we get the idea when we have something we feel is worth reviewing, and we've wanted to do this for a while. But well, we have, and we we like to think of this as like a a, a bonus little joy for the mm-hmm. listeners who enjoy us, yeah. and also enjoy Fraser and Fraser. Yes, that's how this was born uh, through our love of Fraser and looking at the Fraser related actors. And these are kind of based in this week. We're looking at David Hyde Pierce and his role as the stick insect. We are in, indeed. Uh, a bug slush. And I suppose one, once again, we can mention the ever present Pixar voice, John uh, Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger, because he did appear in one episode of Frasier and he was famous in Cheers, which Kelsey Grammer was on mm-hmm. beforehand. And, we, and Cheers and how Kelsey Grammer looked at the start of Cheers. Uh, well, a lot of people said that's how, similar, that's how David Hyde Pierce was looking like in 1992 1993. Yeah. That's part of the reason he was even cast to play his brother. The part was pretty much written in Frasier for David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, it pretty much was. We've seen, we've seen him and went, ha! Yeah. <laughs> right away. I was watching a video actually on like the creation of, of, of Frasier and how... We had know, to flesh out an entire family for him, basically. Well, no, well, it was a channel who, the channel, I can't remember the name of it, <coughs> it sometimes looks at sitcoms across the different seasons, how it developed, what the characters were. It's, they, I mean, the guy had done an episode on Cheers, so he felt naturally he should do an episode on Frasier. Yeah. And all about how it grew from Frasier and everything, and the differences in it. And he pretty much said, though, he explained that one. Apparently, like, other than, like, Perry Gilpin, who also was right, her role would have went to... Uh, when uh, it went to it was a, it was it was a good at one point. Apparently, she had actually filmed a pilot episode yeah. as well. But basically, they said how everyone else in the core five kind of really all had their roles were written for them. Cause like, yeah. Once they knew, once they decided that they weren't going to go with a Latina kind of house home house, yeah, like they were going to go with be some kind of crippled businessman or something, something like that. And then they weren't. They said went to like, oh, we want to make her from England, and so Jane Lees was pretty much offered the role yeah. straight up. And then when they think. And John Mahoney also was pretty much just offered up straight up the role of, of Martin. So pretty much everybody was deemed already perfect for the roles that they got. Except for kind of Perry, she had to, she had to fight for her role a bit more. Who's that? Perry Gilpin for Roger. She had to fight for her role? Well, well I'm saying basically because like, she wasn't obviously the first choice unlike everybody else. So she yeah. had to, See, I had read the other day that they had, yeah, they had initially cast Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. But when we seen Perry Gilpin and mm-hmm. they went and seen her read the part and they were like, nah, fuck, she needs to be Roz. And they were like, oh, so- sorry, Lisa Kudrow. I, I just double checking there some of my notes here for uh, the movie, which I'll get into in a little bit, also, which is our little preamble. But uh, I didn't realise that what the name of, uh, I didn't probably look at what the name of the character he plays in this movie is, the second that he's, uh, yeah. his name is Slim, apparently. <laughs> I didn't realise, I just, I just always refer to him as the second that, because everyone... Everyone just calls him a stick or makes a joke about him being a stick yeah. in, in the film, which is a running gag. Well, Slim is appropriate for yeah. the character as well as the actor. I was going to say, like, it is very uh, accurate in terms of like 
voice to like, animation, like the idea of Daylight Bear's playing uh, Dickens in it, he is a very thin, slender man. Yeah. You know, very goes back to even the first season of Fraser. At least I'm not spindly. <laughs> Who are you calling spindly, fat face? You, you spindly. Fat face. Spindly. I keep wondering how long you're going to store those nuts for winter. <laughs> and also, I'm, I'm surprised he actually doesn't done more in the world of animation, uh, David Hayes, because Chris Grant did the odd bit, other than uh, uh, The Prospector, which we've already covered, and we've already mentioned that there's a fair few animated films that uh, John Mahoney himself has appeared That's in. That's very true. One that uh, tried to compete with this movie, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, Has, Hasn't Jan Lee used done a little animated voice acting as well? She was actually the ladybug in James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, see, I knew yeah. she'd done something. Um, but she's one of the only people with voices actually know. I don't know who, who any of the other voices yeah. were, and that film's been years since I watched it. Yeah, I've only ever seen that but once. Mm. I remember but, liking it, though. It was good. <laughs> One thing you can say about the core Fraser cast, especially the, the male core members, is that they have very distinctive voices. Yes. And I think, which yes. in themselves, I mean, obviously he would appear in, in Simpsons, which we've also covered as Cecil. Yes. Guess who? Maris. <laughs> like, he and Kelsey Amber don't really need to do much to their own voices to really help add something to like an animated character, I don't think. Yeah. They very much, like, it's... All the characters they can voice are probably suited to them, like how suited Kelsey Gamer was to this secretly plotting villain and uh, yeah, and uh, it's a prospector. Because like, I remember watching the Toy Story two thing, you know, he doesn't do a lot in the early bit of the film, and then I think that ah, uh, this is what is what makes his reveal even more about like secret. Like, I know it was me all along. I turned the channel and everything. I was behind it. <sighs> so you know, before we get into to Bugs Life, which uh, again. It's something I hadn't actually watched in a long, long time. Did you enjoy it, though? I did enjoy it watching it, it back. It was good, wasn't it? I had a... I don't think I've watched it since I got, like, got Disney+. Plus. There's a fair few Disney films I've wanted to watch since I got like Disney+, Plus a couple of years ago. Yeah. But this is the one I haven't, I'd gone round to yet. I remember having this on a VHS. Not, not, yeah. not, not, as, not as in, actually, I bought the VHS, as in it was on television one night, so we taped it. There ain't nothing wrong with taping a film on a VHS. I think that's a very good thing. VHS is still, I believe, very underrated. It should, you know, like the way like things are coming back nowadays, like yeah. vinyl, blah blah blah. I think VHS deserves a turn at that, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe soon, maybe someday soon. And then collectors like yourself, who have your your collection of wrestling and other type of tapes, you will you will have the last laugh. I believe we will, you know. <laughs> we will be the ones left when all the all the technology dies. <laughs> we will be standing there with our horde of tapes going. Ha-ha, now you just come running back, huh? Ha-ha. Yes, 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 but that would require you having a working video player, in, which you currently don't have. That was low, Scott. Well, I'm just saying, like, that was can, low, can't man. Can't disappear with your tapes if you've nothing to play the tapes on? I know I don't have a working player at the moment, but I did, and I will again. I'm just saying, this fictional scenario you've created, you need to have something to play the tapes well, on. Well, I know, Scott, about but having the tapes. as I have done as i have been doing the past couple of days you know why not fuck it <laughs> i put the lottery on uh-huh you know and if i am lucky enough to win something significant from the lottery then the first thing i will buy is a new vcr damn it right. top of the line from ebay still in the box from 20 years ago <laughs> but it'll still be top of the line because it'll be in the box <laughs> yeah and it'll be tech i'll know how to hook up yeah oh, yes. <laughs> so that'll be cool because I am a little bit retarded when it comes to modern tech, I I I, I struggle. Mm. You've seen me with the with the 
with the new phone I have. Yeah, you've got a new phone. I got a new phone, but I had to ask you how to do things. And I'll tell you, I'm not I'm not someone you should ask about modern technology. I'm someone who's who's grown up, someone who's young enough to remember having VHSs. I'm I'm at that midpoint because I was born in like the mid yeah. coming into late nineties. See, there's only different the difference between us isn't that significant considering the time period we grew up in. I I was born in the mid eighties. Yeah, you were born in the mid nineties, so we're yeah. still born in good times. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just I think I got the experience a little more with good times than you did. Yeah, but you were still you were experiencing a lot. More. I mean, I experienced uh, VHSs when they were kind of. Slowly but surely, DVD was taken over, but I didn't know that at the time, but yeah. I just knew I had VHSs. VHS would still be in saleable existence for another decade after you were born, because the very last uh, VHS released, on general release, was A History of Violence in 2006. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, that is now in a, a museum, <laughs> that tape. Right. You know. The film probably isn't in <laughs> No, no, I, no, I, no, no, I'm not saying it's a bad film. I heard about it. Uh, I heard the general concept of it. Doesn't sound like a film that really set the world on fire when it came out. It was just a shame. A shame that had to be the last VHS release. Then I, I, I doubt many people knew when that came out in VHS that it would be the last VHS release. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it'd be something to look into if they did know. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I think by that point, DVDs already become a thing. I don't think anyone cares. Mm. Technology moves on and everything. Yeah, DVDs were a big thing for a long time. Mm. And then we got Blu-ray that no one ended up really giving two fucks about. Yeah, I, I maybe have... I can count on one hand the amount of Blu-rays I actually own and how much of a difference I really... I I, I, I give little fucks about the difference between DVDs. Yeah, and I mean, you could get... The quality you get from a Blu-ray is the same quality you get from a good TV with your machine. I like, you know? oh, how much clearer, how much sounds better, like... I have working ears and I have working eyes. Like as long as the picture doesn't look like I've doesn't look absolutely bloody and shit. At least yeah. as long as it's a decent picture, then I'm fine. I mean, I totally get the difference between a VHS mm-hmm. and a DVD. Yeah, that's different. I mean, VHS can be grainy and a little jittery, but plus, if it's good quality tape, it's still it's good. Less, plus, there was less of a pain there to rewind a DVD compared to having to rewind a VHS if you missed anything. Say you went and had a videotape wall that you had to stop. Yeah. When you put that tape in, it mm-hmm. would be right where you left it, which is always cool. Yeah, but then on DVD, you had scene selections and shit like that. Yeah, well, that, that seemed a lot of unnecessary to me. I'm well, one thing I did like about DVD was, like, whereas if you bought VHS, uh-huh. you would have to run through your film or whatever you were, excuse me, watching uh-huh. before you got to see any extras. Like, you'd have to watch the yeah. end of the tape to get your extras, but with the DVD, mm-hmm. you, if you want to see the extra shit before you watch the film, you can just... Yeah, yeah, cool. Watch that. A lot of the time, I never want to because I don't like to break the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it's something that I consider mildly shit, then I'll watch the shit before it. Yeah, you know. But I've never bought until you, like, you had the Blu-ray and everything. Like, oh, it's better quality sound. Like, like I'm never someone who's given that much of a fuck about 3D. Like, yeah. like whenever I go to see a 3D TV, I, I, when I go ever, whenever I go to see a 3D like film, which I don't usually opt to, like, it's just as good in, in 2D. Yeah, really for me. But I, like I'm just I just, I'm just I'm always fighting the temptation like don't take your glasses off don't try and look at what the screen looks like because if you take it off and then it's never the same after you take it off. Yeah, no, I I seen I remember growing up in the time period of the the little cardboard glasses with the red and blue lenses in it. Yeah, you know I remember that and the DVD you know like oh it's three D and you put them on you're like I was kind of shite though <laughs> you know you were more annoyed with the fact you put the shades on. 
But when I went to this place, it was before, it was when 3D TV, like yeah. your home television thing was coming out. And I tried it. There was a, a, a display in the shop, you know, I thought, fuck it, I'll give it a look, see how it looks. I put them on and it was super cool. <laughs> you know, like a big TV and like we're showing like, um, like athletics type shit. I actually moved because a, a javelin came out the screen and I was like, ah, fuck. But it was really kind of, I was like, wow, man. And my only thought was, man, if I was high at the minute, this would be super cool. <laughs> yeah, like some random fucking stone guys down in the middle of the fucking electronics department going, wow. The reason I was talking about technology, like I, th- I think I've grown up in a, a time period where I've been able to watch a lot of stuff develop in terms of technology. Mm. It doesn't mean because I've grown up that time that I've grasped any of it. <laughs> I mean, I know how I know <coughs> basic stuff, but whenever something goes wrong that somebody who maybe is not as familiar doesn't try to look to me a younger person as an expert, I'm like, I'm not. A, I'm not a, a genius when it comes to this. I'm not the person to come to. I'll be honest. I got to about maybe. I maybe got to about 2002 before I gave up trying to figure shit out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know that should have been like my peak time and all, but no. Yeah. No. Because at that period, I was still using the tech I grew up with, so I never really took any notice of mm-hmm. the change in tech. Yeah. You know? And then when I finally did take notice, I was like, what the hell is this sorcery? <laughs> <laughs> this is demon-like, I don't know this. I've been there to see like the transition from the physical media to like streaming services and shit like that. Yeah. I remember it, be, it being like bizarre just to have movies on fucking Sky and then I moved to getting shit on Netflix yeah. and then trying to use scrutiny not pay for you no know, VPN things where I can watch American Netflix like oh shit American Netflix has got this thing on it. <laughs> oh, did and, you grow up in that time period of like you know when Netflix was just a fledgling fucking thing and you like got DVDs I vaguely remember them. hearing about sites like Netflix and other similar ones like where you could get DVDs but like I was still getting stuff either on uh, I think I started off with Virgin before we got Sky yeah, yeah. where you could get movies on there and like because we were just coming out of the cause I, I'm still young enough to remember going to the video shop because oh, yeah, I had a blockbuster yeah. up the road and, and as, as I joked a few episodes ago when we last talked about this kind of thing we also had a what's it what was the other one called Global? Global, yes. Global I jokingly used to say my brother because like we rarely went to the Global video, we usually went to the Blockbuster. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I joked to my brother, ah yes, Global video, the place you went to when Blockbuster was having a quiet evening. Nah, man, we the video shop, like, you know, uh, in the Hardgate down where I yeah. live, right? Those two bookies that are down there, you know, because yeah. they need two bookies side by side, that's yeah. so necessary. <laughs> you know, but that bookies was next to the pub, yeah. and that was a Global video. Got and a... I used to go there to rent my WCW tapes back in the day when I was young. Watched a lot of Surfer Sting, you know? I remember, like, the it was kind of a shopping centre, but it's kind of similar to the Hargate near where I live. Uh, there's, a shop, there's, like a, there's a supermarket on one end, and then just a big row of different shops yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. At the, far, the one at the very end of the opposite end, that used to be where the blockbusters. It's never Bernardo's, if you're curious. Jesus. At least you got something useful and it's not just a fucking bookies. Well, it was, it was, I'm sure it was something else between Bernardo's and, and Blockbuster. I just can't remember for the life of me what yeah. it was. Do you, do you ever miss that, you know, like a video shop? Do you miss a video shop? Occasionally, you yeah. You know, that whole, you go in, you pick your fill up, maybe get some shit to eat or something, like some popcorn yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, 
we often watched the like the day out we got it, which meant we had an extra day in a bit where we didn't really want. We just had a, we just had a video lying around. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, sometimes you'd watch it. You'd feel like watching it again if it was a particularly good film. But I just remember all the thing I remember about Blockbusters is just what the need to, as a child to wander around the shop looking at almost every shelf and what they had, knowing that I was probably going to get. I wasn't going to get half of the shit. Because <laughs> no, before going back to my mum and dad, before everyone started arguing about what we actually want to get. <laughs> no, I always went to the video shop and, like I say, I always rented my wrestling tapes. Yeah. That was that was how I got my knowledge, Yeah, you know? But um, I would always go to that little wrestling section or always the section my mother always shook her head at, like, you're not getting nothing for there. <laughs> you know, the, the horror movie section. Ah. And the thing about that was she never let me rent horror movies, mm-hmm. but my friend had all these horror movies anyway, so whenever I went to crash of his, I seen them anyway. Mm-hmm. I remember that because I was young and seen Predator and then spent a fucking week shaking myself because I'd seen Predator. <laughs> you know? Childlike, I know, but fuck it, I was good. I know. And then I remember one of the ones we got, we went to the spa, believe it or not, who was renting videotapes. <laughs> and I got the 60s Batman movie <laughs> you remember that yeah. fun movie and a big ass tub of popcorn mm-hmm. and sweeties and juices and I sat there watching this 60s Batman movie on my grand's little black and white TV <laughs> but I loved it it was the best fucking thing yeah I remember once or twice I stayed at my granddad's. He had like he'd gotten like Sky movies or whatever. I don't think we had Sky. I mean, we were still having we still had Virgin, right? Yeah. And I remember I would show up once or twice. I'd be there watching a random film that was on Sky. I'd probably seen it. I just get to watch it again, wherever uh, it was. Cool. Like I remember two examples randomly. It's just me sitting on one couch and my granddad on another couch, and he he just eats once even every so often wakes <laughs> up again. <laughs> the two movies I randomly remember watching were Star Wars Episode 3 so every time anything loud happened which was regular probably that film yeah. you guys would go huh? and then go back to sleep <laughs> uh, and randomly I was watching Wind World 2 sweet <laughs> listen Sonny Jim sleeping like that I'll add 10 years to your life I learned that from Keith Richards when I stood with the stands <laughs> but I can't remember the whole speech he gives but nasty business that but still I got the M&M's. Ozzy went on stage and did a great show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I say he wakes, wakes up when anything loud happens. So you best believe he randomly woke up when uh, when YMCA started playing because Wayne and that were all dressed as parents <laughs> and all these people. I can't imagine what he was thinking when he woke up and seen that on the television. Bit Chris Farley. You don't belong here. Why are you even here? Because I got no place else to go. <laughs> Anyone got any questions? Yeah, I got one. When did you become such a nerd bar? bar? (laughs) (laughs) Great movie. Hmm. We have had a lot of shit, by the way. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Get up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I was just talking about having this on VHS or whatever, and then you actually mentioned your your phone and your tapes. Anything else you want to talk about from your week there, Paul? Anything Uh, you want to delight the listeners with? Yeah, I have delightful stories. I'm, that's why I'm, I know you do. That's why I'm asking you. I, I decided to wear my, my very old Iron Maiden t-shirt today. Very old. Mm-hmm. Can you see the print? It's very holy. As in, it's got many holes in it. Like you just, like you just survived a shitting of some sort. 
Well, if the shooting was done with little, little, little bomber marks on my shirt from dropping weed embers on myself. Oh, what are you like? I think, I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's holes in the back of the fucking thing too. Few of them, yeah. Yeah, and I always little wondered, ones. always wondered, how in the fuck did I manage to get burn marks in the back of the fucking thing? You'd think I would have noticed burning myself, but I didn't. Anyway, other than your t-shirt, you've been up to anything? Oh, no, I've just been, like, I got that new phone today. It's not like a brand new phone, it's my mum's old phone. And I, I gave her much thanks for letting me have her old phone. And she was nice enough to put, like, a sim in it and whatnot for me, which was cool. And give me, get me a pay-as-you-go, which was funky. So I've just been, before we started the show, I was doing a second watch of Bugs Life, like we're watching. And playing with my new phone. Mm-hmm. And enjoying the fact that I can have bit life on the phone because I I really wanted to have that, <laughs> and on my old shit phone, I could only get the crap version of it because that old shit phone didn't have the capacity. Ah, uh, boo! Curse you, old shit phone! <laughs> You're in for a factory reset, you. <laughs> anyway, that that you mean highly then the phone you'd probably. Oh yeah, the phone. The phone's awesome. And Boris Johnson resigning, I enjoyed that too, I laughed. I went, ha ha ha, ha 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 And then I went, ha ha. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, fuck it, I'll save some ha ha's for later when I watch them on YouTube. Ha ha. I'd laugh harder if I, if I thought anything would actually change when he fucks off. Oh, nothing will change. No, yeah, no. I like to see the downfall of pricks. Yes, you'll stay until autumn or we'll have to, another, have to have another bloody election. Where some other Tory pick will probably get involved. Oh, yeah. I don't believe he'll stay until autumn. Well, I think he'll be... Well, that's what they say is going to happen. Like, he needs to stay until, like, like, there's a new leader. No, no, that's what he says. Yeah. A lot of his a lot of his, yeah, party are, I think, wanting shot of him as quick as they can. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't done an awful job as a Prime Minister, right? But his awful job... <laughs> his awful job was his, you know... Constant lies and promoting a fucking pervert to a prominent government position. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that didn't help him much. I was watching that Frankie World thing. It was a thing like where comedians do like funny lectures and Frankie World did one. He talked about the Matt Hancock thing from like last year when he was having that affair. He goes, Matt Hancock managed to watch thousands of people die from a contagious disease and still managed to remain horny. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't appear in the morning reference. You think that graph's pointing upwards? Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> on, that, <laughs> on that same one, he joked about Prince uh, Andrew. Went, that man managed to get fired from not having a job. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a skill that he goes, he said, Oh, I've retired from, from public life. Like, no, it's not your private life where I can start. Not your public life we're concerned about there. Aye. If anything, we want you to remain in the public life so we can keep an eye on you. So we can mock and ridicule you, you dirty bastard. Because I still can't believe he hasn't apologised. I, I apologise I apologize after consensual sex. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the imagery. you got to be bad if you do apologise after consensual shit. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sorry. But like... I think it's the idea, like the fact that he did this shit and didn't still hasn't really apologised or admitted really anything. Well, you know, politicians have a natural inbuilt inability to apologise or say yes or no. 
he also mentioned about the whole thing with the England players getting the abuse because they missed the penalty. He goes, like, all that abuse they got, they missed a penalty shootout. How much more English do you want them to be? Right. <laughs> I, I, was, I felt bad for them. I was going to give them a hug when we fucked up. I was like, well done. I'm happy you fucked up. Well done. Because, you know, I didn't want you to progress, your cunts. I do think that whole, on that subject, all the fucking stupid racism that came through that was yeah. ridiculous. I hate that fact that when people have a beef with somebody in a public position, mm-hmm. they need to immediately go to something so fucking petty or stupid, like race or something like that. Like, if you're going to insult somebody for their skill on the pitch, yeah. fine, do that, but you don't need to fucking call them all kinds of yeah. hurtful, hateful shit. Yeah, suddenly, like, oh, things like that or... Whatever, if like if if, a, if someone in the public eye, if it's their sexuality, or their gender, their their racial mm. orientation, because the things that you're you're okay with, as long as they're doing stuff you like, as soon as it's something that you, annoys you or, or you don't like, you immediately hit on anything you, sensitive. You hit, on, you hit on these kind of sensitive things, like, and it it doesn't make you look big or clever, and then just makes you look like a dick. Yeah, yeah, makes you look worse if anything. Mm. And rightly so. Yeah, rightly so. I mean, if I if I have annoyance or hatred towards a public figure, I'm not going to go all that fucking, mm. yeah. you know, like, coloured person or yeah. what racial person. I'd just be like, like, cunt, simply. Yeah. You know I mean? I don't care what, what race or colour or creed they are, I just think they're a cunt, simply. Regardless. Yeah. And that's how it should be. You should mm. never be picking on people for that. You should just call them a but, cunt, yeah, simply. Well, having a person for, like, your team and be annoyed to lose, and then there's just being an outright arsehole because you said these racial things about a guy just because he missed a goal, mm. and, and the people at the pitch at the time, who started trying to tear the whole fucking thing apart just because they lost. No, it's ridiculous. Mm. Well, I mean, people people are that kind of ridiculously passionate about sports, so it's, it's, it's universal, you yeah. know? I mean, come on, look at us, <laughs> right? We, we are ridiculously passionate about wrestling, and if something goes wrong for us, we're like, oh, for f-, you know, we get, we get hit up. Yeah, <laughs> like me for example at Money in the Bank. Yeah, when Austin Theory appeared and I was like, "Oh for fuck's sake!" And I, I like I said to Brian, I was like, "That wee fucker's gonna win." Like, I didn't mind um um winning. Like, I figured he's that guy who inevitably they'll push to the time, but like he's not. He, it's just not the time for him to be winning that because because at the minute, if I no, look at if you look at the list of people who are gonna probably take the belt from Roman Reigns. It's not going to be... Yeah, you're going to be that dick. If you want to give him the money to the bank, fine. But wait a couple of years until you're ready to actually give him a run as champion. I hope with his money in the bank contract, I hope he's as successful as Damien Sandow and Mr. He's, Kennedy. He is apparently now the youngest money in the bank winner of all time. Favorite. He's a dickhead. I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out a fact. And I mean his character, by the yes. way, in case anyone thinks I'm being derogatory or negative about the man. Mm. I mean his character. I know nothing of the man. I mean, you know? there were some jokes made about some things about allegedly about the man in the money in the briefcase, but this is not the place for that. No, we will we will not discuss that. But maybe now that we have done about nearly half an hour of what we are doing, we should we should get into our eclectic escapade. Yeah, I don't have much to talk about my weekend. Why not? Well, because because I'm not. I don't really live such an. I don't live as exciting a life as you might expect me to. I'm sure you do, and you just don't realise it's Scott. Plus, anything we say about our week, which you haven't said much, and I didn't expect us to go into such varying topics of technology and then serious shit. Why don't Why don't you talk about your funky, cool Deadpool wallet? I have a Deadpool or your, wallet. 
your very nifty t-shirt I seen. Yes, I've got a Bob Ross t-shirt. It just says, no mistakes, just happy little accents. I knew that was Bob Ross. But yes. I knew it was. I like Bob Ross. My dad likes Bob Ross. And so is my wee cousin. We've got her getting her in the Bob Ross when she comes up. And she, my, my dad's birthday the other day. And she got him a Bob Ross card. They got to me on oh, the bike. Oh, that's really cool. Have you seen that Bob Ross uh, uh Stay Called Family guy? Yes. We're going to put a happy little bush right down there. And I'll just be on a little secret. If you tell anyone... That bush is there. I will come to your house and I will cut you. There's a thing with Deadpool, the second Deadpool, who did a wee pastiche trailer where Deadpool dressed up as Bob Ross. Like, hello there. Welcome back, man. <laughs> like he's wearing the Deadpool full-on suit, but with a, a fake are, are wig. You, are we after a wig? A wig, a wig on top of it, a blue shirt. Like, Aww. over it. And he's, doing, and he's doing all the colours, like, our little colours here are box office gold, our little Betty White, <laughs> our... And a little dab of the clockwork orange. <laughs> and he's like, he's just, he's just been random paint, turns away, and suddenly there's a full paint, and they're like, holy shit, I am high as a cat right now. Lucky bastard. <laughs> I'll, show you, I'll show you later on, maybe. But anyway, yes, I've got a cool bubble to you, but it was my dad's birthday the other week. Mind you, you're hearing this a week after we recorded, because I had to record this in advance, because I'm going to a wedding next week. It's a, it's a week later. It's a year later than they wanted the wedding to happen, but you know the was world because of all the nastiness in the world. Pretty much, yeah, it was meant to happen July of last year, but everything got moved back, and then they could, tw- they could have had their, bu- their wedding in a protective bubble. <laughs> I don't think that's the dream wedding they maybe wanted to have in a bubble. I like that. <laughs> I like my wedding in a big bubble. Well, you're engaged now. You speak to your man about it, and. I don't think he'd like a crazy wedding like that. You know he's not hes not the most exuberant of chaps. Well, then you just hound him and hound him until he give, you gives in and gives you your wedding in a bubble. Hit him, right? Yes, just say, it's fuck you, it's my day, give me, I'm in you, give me my bubble. I will attack him with the bubble wand. <laughs> Yay, the bubble wand. Can you please stop trying to make the bubble wand a thing, please, on this show? Bubble wand is a thing. Yes, it's a thing for you in your own time. Leave the bubble wand out of the show. You have you have no childlike sense of wonder, Scott. I do have a childlike sense of wonder, just not for bubbles. Not as something as simple as bubbles. I love bubbles. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but anywho. Oh, good lord. But yes, we may as well get into Buzzley then, because people will maybe turned off by now. Oh no, they, they find us such fascinating chaps. When are they going to get to Buzzley? When are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> Let's talk about a bug's life, shall we? Yes, we shall. Only the second ever Dick Pixar animated film from Disney. Only the second. Only the second wow. Pixar film. Also, the first debut one being Toy Story. So I hit right yeah. out of the gate. I don't think they could have fathomed how how big that would have been. No, no, that was that was something else. Bug's Life. I'll give you a little rundown of it. All my little information. I enjoy finding out background and recently. When it comes on a rare occasion, we do movies. We don't do movies a lot. We're hoping yeah. to do more. I like to hear about, there's always just your stuff behind the scenes when it comes to films. And yeah, yeah, like that is fun. Wrestling. But anyway, released in the US at least uh, on November 20th, 1998. Didn't release in the UK until February 5th, 1999. Wow. Uh, it had a budget of $120 million and it made overall and uh, worldwide $363.3 million. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yes. Uh, with a runtime of over 95 minutes. So, really, I was surprised just how much it does feel like it breezes by when you're watching this film. It really does feel like that. But as I said before recording it, it is one of those films, one of those Pixar films that just leaves you feeling generally good by the end of it, you know? Yeah. And uh, 
as you watching doing this research, and obviously there was a, I talked about it on Toy Story, they already had the idea for Toy Story 2, like a good two, maybe three years ahead of time, remember? Yeah, I was yeah. talking about that. Originally, there was a whole story, you can hear about it on our space for Toy Story 2, but how the journey ever went from a directed video sequel to an actual theatrical sequel. Oh, sorry, because I don't think they were intending on putting bugs, sandwiching bugs like between two Toy Story movies. <laughs> So close together, but I think I think it worked out well for them. Oh yeah, it worked out it well, worked in the long out perfectly way. well. But uh, until we brought out Toy Story Four and ruined the whole goddamn thing. Again, I'm not getting to that with you again. I didn't mind Toy Story Four. Anyway, anywho, it's not about Toy Story, but uh, obviously a good few years ahead of Toy Story One coming out, they were working on it because obviously the the animation and everything is maybe revolutionary for the time. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's already and obviously they already. Early predictions thought that Toy Story was going to be a good thing for Pixar. It was going to be a good film to debut with. Yeah. They already started running their thoughts to the film after that, as early as the summer of 1994. It's like a year before yeah. Toy Story comes yeah. out. And the actual story for Bugs Life came, allegedly from what I've is a little lunchtime conversation between John Lasseter and Andrew Stan, the co-creators, and of course their uh, two guys in their team, Pete Doctor, I think that's how you pronounce it, and John Ranft. Who uh, John Ramt, a guy who worked behind the scenes on a couple of early Pixar films, John Ramt, also the voice of Heimlich in this was movie. He? Yes. Oh, sweet. he was a beautiful butterfly. He worked behind the scenes, and apparently they were just, when they were coming the characters, they were thinking about how they would sound, and he just went into what the Heimlich <laughs> voice was. He just randomly imagined him as a German sounding man, and just thought like, we're not going to get anybody else to do that. Barely, like, let's just have John voice yeah, him. Yeah, let's have John do it. And John apparently also voiced Wheezy in Toy Story too. Did he? Yes. Oh, cool. So is, is he, he credited with just more than two Pixar's? Or well, he, he he's done like behind the scenes stuff. I've actually got a couple of things about uh, John. I should mention this is a sad thing I wanted to talk about. John sadly passed away in two thousand and five. Oh. And an unfortunate car accident. Uh, I looked at. It, I found out. The Wikipedia thing I found went into far too much detail for my liking about how it happened. Oh. It, just, it, it was a very unfortunate incident. He wasn't driving. There was a swerve. Something caught, came into their in front of their car, caused them to hit into a barricade, and it was um, unfortunate. Yeah, I think that's as much detail as you need on that one, but that's really But I thought it'd be that. nice. I looked up his IMDb to look at his uh, credits in the world of animation, and he was fairly successful for oh, his time. Sweet. He also worked with Disney before Pixar was in, because yeah. Pixar is an offshoot of Disney, so... And he worked mainly as a writer and like story guys, and because the people who were credited with actually writing it, and there's people who are credited with the story, like the initial concept, and so he had a hand in helping the story, helping come out with the story for Brave Little Toaster. He helped write the screenplay for that. Cool. He helped do the story for uh, Oliver and Company, nineteen eighty eight. That's a cat thing. Yes, oh, very <laughs> underrated film. He helped. Uh, he helped the screen the screenplay for The Rescuers Down Under. He was oh, also a story supervisor. He was helped. He helped do the story for Lion King. Cool. <laughs> he, he also helped do the story obviously, for the original Toy Story for this movie and another bunch of uh, stuff with uh, within Pixar yeah. and Toys and Death. He, he helped write the screenplay and co-direct Cars in 2008. That was the last thing he would, uh, he he would do. Unfortunately, the film came out a year after he, he passed away. Mm. So I know it's a sad thing to start off. I thought it was unfortunate, but he plays a good part in this film. He does. He's been involved in some good stuff with Pixar. So I thought it was scared away the fact he's sadly no longer with us. But let you know the fact that he did some good stuff while he was Rest with us. Rest in peace, Heimlich. Yes, Joe Raft. Ranft. It's R-A-N-F-T, so I'm trying to pronounce it properly out of respect. Ranft. Joe Heimlich Wheezy Ranft. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
I know that's probably not his names, but we will we will do it as an ode of respect to the man. Yes, respect to you, sir. But uh, with him and John Lasseter and all those, and those other guys, did that mean towards the end of four? They were coming with uh, multiple ideas for films. Yeah. And, that, and apparently in that scene, not only did they come out with the idea for for Bugs Life, but the initial ideas for Monsters like Finding Nemo and Wally were all discussed oh at that initial. Pixar really plans out their, their movies. Yeah, yeah. And obviously shortly after the release uh, to Toy, of Toy Story in 1985, production began. Uh, Andrew Stanton, who was the co-director alongside John Lasseter, who directed the Toy Story movies, uh, at least the first two, also he co-directed, but he was also in charge of the writing. Uh, and he ended up bringing in two comedy writers called Donald McEary and Bob Shaw to help uh, write the screenplay yeah, based yeah. originally on Ranf, on his Lasseter and Ranth's original story idea. So if you come with a story... And then Stan brings in these two writers to help him realise it and actually type out the script. That's really good. So they had a really good team. Like They had a strong team. Strong team working on it. So like I said, Stanton and Lasseter co-direct the movie. And as I said to you, this also did impact Toy Story 2. Because obviously it's their second out and they want to make sure that Toy Story 1 is not a fluke. So everything's behind this. But then during the course of this, the ideas for Toy Story 2 are being floated around to Pixar. With the goal of it being a direct-to-video thing. And then when that becomes announced that it's going to be theatrical, a lot of work, extra work has to go into that. But then a lot, not as many people were really available because everyone is all hands on this with Bugs Life. Yeah, yeah. Of Bugs Life is great because they were, even with this movie, they were trying to improve upon the look of the animation compared to they're always wanting to develop. Yeah, make everything I would as have possible. the animation on Toy the first Toy Story, I thought yeah. for the time was still mm-hmm. really good. Uh-huh. Do you want the first Toy Story ninety uh, five? It came out the same year as the first PlayStation. There you go. I believe. And then the following, the following year, next my first Christmas, the hottest selling toy as we discussed in that show would be a Buzz Lightyear. Did you get one? I probably was too young for a Buzz Lightyear. My brother probably. I got one, but not until years later. Yeah, yeah. Because then obviously Toy Story two comes out while I'm while I'm when I'm old enough to to know what Toy to Story is. To appreciate it all. So by then, a few years later, Toy Story two comes out, and then suddenly the toys are all hot again, and I'm getting all the toys. Yeah, yeah. I think we discussed that as well in our side. Uh, see, that I, I never got Toy Story toys, but I did get I, I did get Power Rangers toys when I was growing up. That was my. I had that, that, was I had my that too. Yeah, yeah, I I had three Power Rangers. I had the black one, the blue one, and the red one. I never got the pink one, the yellow one, or the green one. Shame. And I was always sad because, like, I think I've told you before, I got a, I got a Megazord. Yeah. But all my friends had the really cool one mm-hmm. where it separated into the five separate Zords. Yeah. I had the one which didn't separate, but mine was remote control. Well, that's cool. And it lit up, so it was really cool anyway, you know? Yeah. It didn't, you know, with, with all the noises and the flashy eyes and shit. And yeah. I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> and it, it had a detachable big sword. Yeah, can I just briefly mention about also the idea for this film? Uh, Lasseter, obviously, I, I mentioned to you how much I loved how they, a bit across the two Toy Story movies, how they create this little world from the toy's perspective. Yeah. And so basically, the idea, I think, for Lasseter for this movie is to look at another idea of like the world, but from a different kind of character's perspective. Yeah. And really, that's what the first few toy sto- first few Pixar movies really are. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. world from a toy spider world from bugs, bugs. from what well, if the world was monsters, several layers, but it was all monsters or yeah. what, what is life like for 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 fish, like a wider world. How what is their environment like? What would be like for cars? Yeah, but like it wasn't until their sixth film, which would be The Incredibles in two thousand four, they really 
even though they're superheroes, right, they still live within the normal day-to-day yeah, world. Yeah. So they, they don't really properly examine human characters in the normal world somewhat until their very sixth movie. Yeah. I think part of that is to do with the fact that there was all this core group involved in it, whereas with, with Incredible, that's when Brad Bird came in, who, who made something different. Brad Bird, by that point, had already done Iron Giant in 99, and he would go on to direct Ratatouille a couple of years later. So... He was, big, he was big in the world of animation. He also voiced Edna Mould as well. So he did. Uh, was he a DreamWorks guy? No. No, with him. He, no, he, well, he was a Pixar, Pixar guy, right? I don't, know right. Who, I don't know which studio did Iron Giant, but it wasn't. It, wasn't, it, it was a film that didn't get a lot of it praise until years later. Maybe a Disney film or something. Maybe. But, but I'm pretty sure randomly also directed one of the Mission Impossible movies years later. Yeah. I think the fourth one, maybe. Don't hold me to that, though. Okay, okay. But I think I may be, may be right because I believe it's like one of the only live action films he's ever done. Yeah. Is that movie. Jeez. So there you go. So. Like he talks about the idea of how small things seem like from the from the bugs. Well, and like the idea, like, because an ant is seen as like a low form. Like when people use a description, like something that's mm. low down, you think ant. And so the idea, of, like, using ants as like an, an a sort of underdog story, yeah. is instantly a good idea for people to grasp because they're like one of the smallest creatures, and so they're always having people look down upon them. Yeah. So even even though as it is pointed out in this film, like, yeah. in numbers they are strong. Yeah, and. And also, I think there was there was a story about a fable about the grasshopper and the ant or something like that, which they use as kind of inspiration as the idea of like grasshoppers being the bad guys yeah. and the ants the underdogs and everything. But well, the most interesting thing I wanted to lead into, and I was very happy that I got some stuff on this. All right, the stuff between DreamWorks and Pixar as regards to Bugs Life versus ants. See, less less you told me uh, beforehand, like. You didn't tell me the details, obviously, but you told me this was a thing, and I was like, ooh, so hit me with it, Scott, let me know. Okay, so during the production of this, a very public feud broke out between Steve Jobs, not the computer Steve Jobs, but... A different Steve Jobs. Steve, Steve Jobs of Pixar, one of the guys behind Pixar 2 at the time, and John Lasser against Jeffrey Katzenberg, co-founder of DreamWorks. Okay. DreamWorks still fairly new at the time. Over, basically over how similar they felt Ants was to Bugs Life. And, okay. and Lasseter strongly believed that Katzenberg had stolen the idea because Katzenberg used to work uh, with Disney. Mm-hmm. He had, there was a whole thing about him leaving. He wasn't happy. He had disputes with Steve Jobs and everything. So he left and helped go find DreamWorks to do some other ideas. But he said that he and he still, Lasseter said he still respected Katzenberg as a guy creatively and they still kept in touch. And he's, at one point he was like, Called him at one point in '95. The guy was congratulating him on Toy Story and everything, mm. and he said, "Oh, what else are you, are you working on?" And Lester said, "Well, I always trust him as a senior board, so I talked to him about Bugley and what they were working on, and then hearing publicly about what the next a new DreamWorks film called Ants and how it was described, he basically felt like that sounds like the film I told you about. Like right. you, so Lester kind of felt a bit betrayed. Like you've fucking just taken this thing. So the Bugs Life guy was pissed off at the guy who came up with ants because yeah, the but ants then, guy but, stole but, the story. But 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 Katzenberg claims that this is based on ideas that he's had that he had had as early as ninety one. Yeah, I mean, so basically it was a big he said he said kind of thing with the idea of. Uh, a big bitch fight between the two of them. Yeah, over and you want to get you want to talk about pettiness. Here's another little bit of pettiness. Originally. Uh, spring of 99 was the original planned release date for Ants. It was going to be their second big release, anime release from DreamWorks. 
and the first one was going to be in late night, it was going to be the Prince of Egypt. Yeah. And then DreamWorks found out that Prince of Egypt, the same week, uh, that Pixar scheduled the release of Bugs Life for the same week. Now, I don't, haven't seen anything to, to say that it was a purposeful decision by DreamWorks to, to by Pixar to release it on that same day as Prince of Egypt, mm. but I believe DreamWorks thought it was, and so decided to push back Prince of Egypt to December, and then moved up Ant to October of 98, right. so it would come out a month before Bugs Life. Uh, it's so, a real lot of difference, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mentioned uh, to you that... Uh, Bugs, how much money Bugsley made? I'm pretty sure I have here somewhere. Oh, please do tell because I, I, do you know I have never actually seen ants, but I have a feeling I'd I'd be disappointed if I did. For any stills, any stills I, we talked about this before, and any stills or any footage I've seen of ants looks cheap. It, it looks so cheap. It really does, doesn't it? Because like Prince of Egypt comes up to him and later. Prince of Egypt looks really good because they have that scene, obviously the idea of the parting of the Red Sea and everything, yeah. and that the animation looks great. Only two years later, until the one. Does Shrek come out? Yeah, so, that's so, fantastic. Or, sorry, so three years later or something like that. So you are thinking that's, that idea is almost in development. It's very soon after this. Like, yeah. So like the, it's night and day in terms of animation. I really think that those extra months before <laughs> the spring of 99, maybe in post-production, they would have done some stuff to help the animation. Yeah. But the idea of moving it up just to compete with this movie really fucked it up. And more at the point, really. I mean, considering the animation in Toy Story, yeah. the animation you see in Prince of Egypt, another film I've <laughs> never seen, you know, but the fact that they can have Toy Story, fantastic animation, and Prince of Egypt, fantastic yeah. animation, and then you've got Ants, and I swear, like you, I've seen like a few stills, a few yeah. like clips from it. It looks so cheap and boxy. Yeah, and like like Pixar's one is like all so colourful. Like some of the male, most of the male ants are blue. There's a pinkish purple for the female ants. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, they slightly dulled the colours to show that some ants are older. Yeah. And everything's got its own... Everything just seems so Great similar. Everything's just so similar. Everything's, everyone's all like... They went too accurate with the look of the ants for ants. Like, they're all greyishly red and burnish red some colour. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't have it. There's no accurate estimation on the actual budget for ants because it just says here, this is a white brush here, between 42 and 105 million. That's what it made. Is what it is what the budget was. Oh right. Like that's too wide a berth. Like either you spent somewhere in the region of forty odd million, or you spent over a hundred. Like there's no, like that's too wide. That's too wide a gap. You know. It made worldwide one hundred seventy one point eight million. So it didn't even make what Bugs Life cost. Yeah, barely. It just it only cracked by like sixty odd million, maybe fifty odd million more than what Bugs Life cost to make. So it was. I mean, despite his pushing it forward and sloppy animation, it was shit anyway. Over two hundred odd million uh, of that three hundred odd million that uh, Bugsy made, two hundred and something odd of it was made internationally. So, uh, Bugsy made more internationally than uh, Ants made overall. <laughs> so that and they have they stuff that with fucking uh, yeah, names, you said like names. still mowing. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Anti Samuel Jackson. Oh, was he not in it? No. Uh, I don't know what movie you're thinking of, but like Woody oh, Allen is Woody Al- well, the, the main. Don't want to talk about it. Let's not talk about Woody. Sly Stone, Sharon Stone, John Mahoney, Gene Hackman. Like, there were so many names around that, but it was one of those films where, like, name value does not. Name value does not make the movie. Yeah. 
somehow it still has a critic rating of 92% as ants on Rotten Tomatoes, which is still too high, I think. Yeah. It's got a 6.6 6 out of 10 on IMDb, an audience score of 52%. So it goes to show that audiences weren't as happy with it. No. On, whereas Bugs Life has, let me find it, I've got it here, I've got so yes, many notes. Shifting through his notes. People. That also has a 92% critic rating, but it has an audience score of 73%. That's good. And a run. And a score of 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. That's good. Yes, it is. Uh, also won a Broadcast Film Critics Association Awards for Best Anime Film. Ironically, it tied with Prince of Egypt. <laughs> and uh, Randy Newman won Grammy Award for Best Instrumental Com- Composition for the music for this movie. There you go. He was one of the main guys involved in it. Did Randy Newman do any music for Ants? I, no, I don't know who did the music for Ants. Uh. So yeah, uh, yeah. The, the simple way to put it is, ants sucked. Bugs Life was good. Let me let me tell you. It earned the film earned Bugs Life earned forty six point five million in its open in its first five days. <laughs> I don't know if this is just if that's a worldwide or just domestically. Yeah, yeah. But that was over Thanksgiving week week in America, which is a busy time, but still made all that money. Yeah, and it surpassed the previous a uh, record that a film had for making such a amount of money over a period of five days. Yeah. What movie held that record before it? One hundred and one Dalmatians. Oh, I don't know if that. I don't know if this was. I don't know if that's the live action one or the cartoon one. I want to assume it's the cartoon one, but I could be wrong. I didn't look it up. I know the live action one's got Hugh Laurie in it. It is, so yes, like and Jeff that. Daniels, and Jeff Daniels. Going close, right? Yeah. Cruella. Yes. Uh, in 1999, the following year, uh, Toy Story would beat the five-day record. That oh, well. mm. There's probably a lot of uh, <laughs> There was a lot of uh, anticipation for that. Uh, I've got some critical... I've got some reviews for this. A few of them do mention why this is better than Ants in them. Oh, do tell. Here's, do a, few, tell. here's a few reviews here. Uh, so one, one said... Last year and Pixar brought new technical and aesthetic ground with the animation field with Toy Story, and here they surpass it in both scope and complexity of movement while telling a story that overlaps ants in numerous ways. Mm-hmm. Also, a very respected film critic in the field, Robert Roger Ebert, said uh, he gave it three and a half out of four stars. That's pretty big for Roger Ebert. He's usually quite critical. He said, Will a bug's life suffer by coming out so soon after ants? Not any more than one thriller has hurt the chances of the next one. <laughs> ants may even help business for a bug's life by demonstrating how dramatic and how many by demonstrating how many dramatic and comedic possibilities can be found in an ant hill. Mm. <laughs> so I think the both from what I can gather about both movies and the common consensus between them is that they both resemble around somebody, a main character, who feels like an outsider within the realm of the ant hill, which is which demonstrates the idea of being different because ants are all like they all work for the colony, yeah, they're all yeah. singular purpose thing. But I think it's just that like they were so like focused on ants being one a bit more satire based or being one that like, oh adults there's some jokes in here for adults as well. Mm. Whereas this was just like ah oh, it's just a Muzz Life was just a bit more fun, I think. Overall. Yeah. Even though you're grown up, there's still jokes in this that'll make you laugh. They don't mm. need to resort to it's like trying to slide in adult humour to an animated film. No, you just... To a film that's made for kids you now. be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, funny is funny. Be funny. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of ways to put more adult-type humour into a thing without it being, you know, mm-hmm. adult humour. Yeah. You know, you can make a joke a little bit more, 
nuanced, you know, yeah, a little bit funnier, you know. Uh, can I talk to you about the, the voice cast before we carry oh, on? Oh, yes, let's, let's talk do. about the names that are involved in this movie, right? Let's go maybe, on. maybe some of them, there are some big names, some of them aren't as well known, but it still isn't about name value, I don't think, for Bugs Life. Well, do tell. Because even though they, got, they had a lot, they were studded, they had almost a star studded cast in Bloody oh, Toy Story. Oh, they did, they did. Yeah, Dave Foley, who I think this is probably, from what I can tell, his biggest thing that he that he, that he would do at that point. Who was Dave Foley he, again? He voiced Flick, the main character. He oh, was a, cool, he was cool. a Canadian kind of comedian. He'd done a lot of improv. He had he done some like comedy shows by that point. Do you know who else could have done that role? Well, I've watched it and I've yeah. listened to Flick. Fry from Futurama. <laughs> yeah, he probably could. He could have done it as yeah. well. Uh, Kevin Spacey, obviously a big name in the nineties. Interesting that he's playing the villain. Mm. <laughs> he 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 really got into a, a role, an actor, basically nineties two thousand. Basically, like, we need an older male actor who's good at playing the arsehole for a film. Someone called Kevin Spacey. Kevin. He he was he was all he was basically typecast in that kind of role, but he did it well. Though. Oh, he did. I mean, come on, less. Also, what, seven. I was gonna say it's only a few years removed from one of his most known roles being John Doe in Seven. Yeah. Even, and then a little bit before is one of his other well-known roles in American Beauty. Yes. I think actually what came yeah, it would be the the following year. Yeah, because American Beauty was in 99, I believe. Yeah. So, and he got a lot more major consideration wars-wise for that as well. That was one of his big oh, roles yeah, up yeah, to yeah, that yeah. point. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, Julia Louise Dreyfus playing Princess Ah, she was obviously very, so very popular because when the time this is finishing, this is starting production, Seinfeld is finishing. It was yeah. one of the biggest shows in America, comedy shows in America at the no, time. No, it was, it was. And she was a big part of that. Uh, I, love, I think she was 11 at the time. Hayden Panettiere played Dot, the, the little, uh, the younger sister of Anne. Yeah, Anne. yeah, yeah. She would go on a video acting. She would appear most famously in that show Heroes and uh, I found a show called Nashville. My mum used, used to watch it. I don't know those shows. Basically, she was still very young, but she was good in this, I think. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Leary, Voiced uh, Francis the Ladybug, who is a guy who everyone thinks is a woman because <laughs> he's a ladybug. I mainly know him from a different voicing role in that when he played uh, Diego in the Ice Age movies. Ah. Mm-hmm. Also, I mentioned Jordan Ramp as a same. Like, we got, of course, David Hyde Pierce playing Slim. Slim, the walking stick. Well, like, like, you got Phyllis Diller voicing the Queen uh, Ant. I had a feeling that was all she's funny in that. Oh, every, every, time I, every time I hear her voice, I just think of the one in Cell Game. Oh, look who it is. Phyllis and Diller. That's going to be the worst yet. Phyllis Diller's one person, no two. That's going to be the worst one yet, you toss pot. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's Lawrence O. Ellen Bowen <laughs> pointing at the three. Yeah. Like coming in and saying, look, it's Frankenstein, actually. <laughs> Yeah, Brad Garrett voice and Dim the Rhino like Beetle. That, that's like, uh, Ray. That's uh, Ray's brother. Ray's every, brother. Everybody loves Ray. Robert. Robert. Yeah. Yeah, Robert. He, was, he, he did quite a few voice uh, roles as well. He did, you know, the 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 chef that the rat looks up to and Ratatouille. That was him. Yeah. Uh, he voiced the chef. Like, cool. Just him doing his best, uh, trying to do his best uh, French accent. But one of the funniest things I, I heard about him doing voice wise, he voiced. Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. Did he? He Hulk Hogan couldn't be asked to voice himself. Fuck yes. Hulk Hogan couldn't be asked to voice himself in his own animated show, so Brad Garrett voiced him. Well, that's because Hulk Hogan has a very negative attitude to certain things. Yes. Uh, of course, John Rathor played P.T. Flea. Obviously, P.T. Flea. Obviously, uh, given the name partly because he's a flea, and also P.T. as in P.T. Barham, the... Man, the famous man, circus man. Yes, the man who basically the f- inventor of the feet show almost. Yeah. Uh, 
the man who Hugh Jackman portrayed in that film, The Greatest Showman, a few years ago. Oh. More gl- what I've heard is a more glamorised version of uh, Mr. Mr. Barnum's life. Yeah, is it a musical though? Yes, I've heard. Well, that'd be why I haven't watched it because yeah. I find them faggy. I've heard. I've heard he's a bit of a dick in in real life. Was was PT Barnum? Was PT Barnum? Yes. I've heard differently. Well, I've heard differently from you as well. I don't know many other people. Well, who who does the voice of the Black Widow? Eh, uh, hold on, I will find it. I will find it. Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. Yes. Cool. I'm sure, I know that name. I don't know where from. Eh. Uh, a couple of older actors in this, like uh, Jonathan Harris, voice Manny the uh, the pre Mantis the magician. <laughs> I liked him in this. Yeah. I can tell this man man was older by that point because whenever you go on their IMDb page, if they've got a black and white photo on their IMDb, it was like, oh yes, they were fairies by the time this film came out. Yes. Yeah, those are the main kind of ones you need to kind of know about. Uh, so yeah, well, I think that's everything else. No more voices. No more voices. These are just these are just background people. I just I accidentally copied and pasted ah. the whole cast list. I I don't know that person. Cool. Yeah. You stop staring at me. Bob Bergen. Yes. As the Queen's pet. I the wee green thing. Ah, I know, I know, the wee effort. No, I don't think he like. I think he got an easy page. I guess he just had to make wee noises for the wee thing. He didn't feel <laughs> like it spoke or anything. Yeah. But like you say, a very good cast. Yeah, it is. A good cast of voices mm-hmm. that didn't need to be, like you say, star names to try and sell a film. Yeah. I mean, you had a few star names. You had David I. Pierce, you had John Ratzenberger, you know, you had fucking Phyllis Diller, who was a yeah. legend in her own way. I think uh, uh, Disney, like the 90s, really started getting into the habit of, like, yeah, we can get big names in it, but we can also find a way to suit them to the characters or create characters that are suited to their particular voices. And I think it really all started with Robin Williams and then, yeah. they, then they perfected it and uh, it almost in Lion King with you know, fucking James or Jones is like the big King line then the scheming line is voiced by Lady Jeremy Irons mm. and everything and having like people like Rowan Atkinson the, the British sounding voice for the uptight parrot or McCoy's whatever you want to call him. I didn't enjoy Lion King. No? No. Far too... I don't want to say poofy, but you know, not <laughs> too poofy. But anyway, but then obviously, then then along comes Pixar. I think they really helped take that and ran with it. The idea of like certain actors to certain roles. Yeah, with Toy Story being a prime example, and then some of the roles in this. That was another thing that was only the Lion King because it was a Disney movie. Too much fucking singing. <laughs> Every goddamn scene they had to sing a song. Shut up, act prick. I think that's the difference between you can tell the difference between a Pixar movie and a regular Disney movie in that there's no singing in uh, a Pixar film. I know, I enjoy that. I really do. <laughs> Fucking stupid lion singing about nothing. <laughs> okay, so we've learned that Paul doesn't like musicals. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of them either, but you know. I, can... I, I, I have a select, you can count the amount of musicals I will give house room to on one hand. Okay, explain them then. I like cabaret. Okay. With Liza Minnelli in it. It's probably the gayest musical in the fucking world, but there you go. Well. Oh, yes, thank you. Ooh, a blue one. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Ah, no. Wise? no, no. I, I like that one. And I like the South Park movie. <laughs> That's what you... That counts as a musical. Well, it does, yeah. 
Uh, Cabaret in the South Park movie. That's my musicals. Could you possibly get two more diametrically opposing movies? No. <laughs> no, you couldn't. Right, we've been here an hour. Yeah, I, I even have a Cabaret soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> Got that from Germany, you know. Anyway, uh, let's get into the actual film. We've been here an hour, so let's just get here. <gasps> we have? Yes, yes we have. Anyway, uh, so the film opens just on a big like field, a massive tree and everything. Yeah, yeah. Really, I think they said that one of the biggest, one of the event, one of the things that appealed to John Lasseter and his team about making this film and giving it the setting that it had was, unlike Toys, which had some outdoor scenes, this was a primarily outdoor thing. Yeah. So like getting to play with like the use of light and animation. Yeah, and I really did enjoy um, when you're getting into the initial scenes in the yeah. film. I really did enjoy that, like, the wide focus on the tree. Aye. And then the close in, you get to see just how much Aye. of their life is in this small bit. Aye, you know? just like waiting and then you zoom, zoom in how big everything is for them. Yeah, them. yeah, I just, I think that really cool, the way yeah. it's like, like you say, you see the tree and it just zooms in mm-hmm. and then you basically see this whole hive activity in their life going on. It's basically all zooms into the, like, to the grass until it's really close up and then you see these tiny little ants just crawling up to the... Yeah. Trying to harvest all the, the food out of it and everything. So the the, the main crooks you need to know to start off is that seemingly every year around the start of the summer the... Uh, yeah, the harvest. All, the har- they harvest all this, this food for and put it on what they call the offering stone for a group of uh, grasshoppers. Basically... So that the grasshoppers won't basically fuck with them. Yeah. So they just they get really name, give them all this food. The grasshoppers, they, then they hide in a little hole and the grasshoppers arrive, they eat, they leave, and then they try and basically find, scour what food's left for themselves over the summer before, before it rains and they got to go scurry her back down again. Mm. Uh, and so that's basically the first, that's just been their, their way of life for years. So that's just them all like putting together the food. You can see that the offering, this may be the day that the grasshoppers come. So the offering yeah. stones, this massive pile but it's mostly grains and berries and on it. And I like this bit where people are crying up and they're just dropping it down to people who are carrying it in their little line. Yeah. And there's one guy just chatting to somebody who, and then doesn't while he's chatting, a berry falls down and just, it just lands on him and all you see is his legs and he's just yeah. wandering around. <laughs> I like the bit when they break the line and they freak out, like, oh no! And he's like, it's fine, it's fine, we've had this before. Just go around the leaf. Around the leaf. Uh, Roddy McDowell is the name of the actor who voices uh, that guy, Mr. Soil, who's the, the, the who's referred by the Queen Laird on as our, as our resident thespian, but he's the guy who helps encourage them to go around the leaf. Yeah, he's a very famous actor himself, Roddy McDowell. Yeah, I think this is one of his like last films. This this film. Mm. So, like basically, the idea of like the land, they all they're all into organization and not breaking from you know the path or the, the line and everything. Yeah. Right? So a leaf falls and it basically. You see a giant, this thing is made to look compared to all of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, this thing falls on, it can fucking suffocate one of them. But, like, it lands on a guy, a guy stops, and so the line breaks off. Like, I've got the line, stop. Where's the line? Where's Where, the line? What are we going to do? Where to? <laughs> and then he goes, and he goes, I'm down. Panic, down. Panic, we've been here. We go around the leaf. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think we can. Calm down, mm. boys. This is nothing compared to the twig of eight of ninety-three. <laughs> <laughs> the twig of ninety-three. Uh, Get on a t-shirt. He goes, there we go, right foot. And we're going around mm, the leaf. And they carries on. Uh, 
And then like, you got Princess Ah, who's again voiced by Julie Louis Travis. Basically, whole thing is that she's maybe taking more responsibility for this year's harvest because she's getting ready to take over from her mother, who's the queen, yeah. and uh, Philistia, because she's older now. And then she's all panicking and fidgeting, and she sees that, oh, God, there's a gap in the line, a gap in the line. <laughs> and then one of her advisors comes out, like, calm down, like, he's had we've only lost a few inches, we're all set, everything. Yeah. So everyone's trying to, like, remain level-headed before the, the grasshoppers come. Mm. I like this bit from uh, from uh, from Villazillo's character. She's like, calm down, remember, they come, they mm. eat, they leave. It's our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's our life. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how we laugh. Aye, <laughs> ah. uh, and gives her mum a look like the kind of look you give your your parent when you think they've cut, they've just made a crap deal, but they're laughing at it. Just like I don't need this right now, mother. I'm very stressed. My kid gives me that look a lot. <laughs> uh, You've seen the look. Yes, I've seen the look. I've given the look many times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the old thing, and then we're just to Dot, who her whole thing is feeling like. Being treated differently because yeah. she's one the smaller ants and our wings have echo. Yeah, and you our our wings haven't properly kind of grown in, uh, and she, but she doesn't suffer from trying to fly. <laughs> so she's saying like, "What if I told you about trying to fly? Why? Not until my wings grow." And then she's like having a back and forth with uh, and like she's trying to yeah. like settle everything. And just before she can give her sister advice, a big uh, twig just lands right on top of her. <laughs> And everyone's freaking out. Oh God! Like, oh God, is she hurt? <laughs> and it turns out it's because of a flick. Yeah, when this is when we're introduced to flick. Yes, our our main character, our resident outsider of the the colony. Yes, flick who has created a device as he as he says to, like amp up production and amp up production of grains so people can relax a bit more. And it's some kind. It's like a chop and collect kind of uh, and, and device. It, and it, it's got a wee pouch in the back where you can put all the grains on him. When you think about it, like, it's a good idea. It's a good idea because he explains that as the idea, like it ramps up production, as in making putting all the food on the offering, and then it gives them up time before they're over there to already start gathering the food for themselves. Yeah, but because I and I, I guess because the idea of Flick is he's a bit of an well, people see him as a bit of an incompetent. He's he's basically shooed out of the way like Flick. Go on, we're busy doing shit. Fuck off and yeah, help. Yeah, like you know, I think it's a case of like he's good intentioned, just he bad timing. Yes, he he has bad timing, and sometimes you know he all he just makes one too many mistakes at times. But, but he's good intentioned. But his, his soul is in the right place. I think it's because also he didn't warn anybody that he developed this because I'm sure he wanted to be a surprise. Or anything. Yeah. So and also the fact that his invention is inadvertently you know put the queen the future queen in harm's way. Yeah, yeah. So he, and he's like got his he mask as well on his helmet and he's like oh god I'm sorry and he's all. And he's every time he moves around, he keeps knocking someone over with the yeah with his contraption. And he's like trying to explain, and he goes like, "Oh, I, I can, I've got all sorts of inventions. He creates a wee telescope for himself and everything." And do you know, I love the telescope. He's like, "What is this? Blade of grass? A ball of dew? Nope. It's a telescope." And he just puts the hey, right on. Hey, Princess Anna. <laughs> and and then basically, the, 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 the two old guys just kind of push him out. Right, uh, you want to help out? Get back in line and pick grain like everybody else. <laughs> so like, do what everybody else is doing. And he's trying to like spill. Oh yeah, I'm trying. What I'm trying to do is and just go like just 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 go. Yeah. And like like you say, like most of them just kind of look down and like as like have a screw up or anything. Yeah. But, I mean, Princess Anna tries to be nice about it, but she's like, look, we're we'll get time for your inventions. Go and yeah. be helpful. Uh, she even said to him, oh, another invention, so clearly he's always trying to think of ways yeah. to, they always seem to blow up in his, in his little face. He, he means so well. He, he does mean well. 
and basically this is the idea again he's kind of he's quirky he's different but he's been pushed back into line basically to do what everyone else does yeah like never mind being inventive just do what you have to do he has a nice wee moment with Dot and everything where basically they, they kind of bond over the fact that if they, they don't feel like anyone takes them seriously for different reasons yeah and she's like oh it's no fun being little and he tries to give her like oh a seed I need a seed pretend this rock is a seed <laughs> it's a rock yeah we have pretend it's a seed so, it, it's look- a rock Look, look at that big tree. That all came from a from a seed. You know, basically, the idea of like little things can produce yeah. greatness and great things. Well, that's he's, that's he's, he's trying to pepper up, but she's just like. But she can't get past the whole rock being being a metaphor. Like this rock will be a tree. Like I know it's a rock. rock. I think I'm surrounded by rocks all the time. I know what a rock is. It's like you're funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, it means so well. Uh, it really does. It. Immediately, right? And some in some Pixar movies, <laughs> you see the calamitous one, and you're kind of like, ugh. But right away, like he's so likable because you're like, ah, you you mean so well, dude. You, yeah. mean, you feel sorry for him almost. <laughs> and then obviously, a panic causes which starts because the grasshoppers are coming, and this is where like unfortunately uh, makes things worse. Yeah, they all they all get ready to hide from the ants. Like, uh, like, like crickets. Yeah, like, yeah, grasshoppers. grasshoppers. Yeah, like, like, the idea basically like anyone who's got food, put it in the hole, get back and yeah. get down to the put hole. Put food on the thing, get back in the hole, but Flick has left his, his thing on his contraption on top of the Also he gets back later than everybody else because he goes to run initially and he's get, he gets caught in something, so he has to get himself out of it. By the time he gets back up, everyone else has went down the hole, so he's all panicky, stuff's shaking. Instead of just dumping it up, grabbing stuff out of the back out of the backpack, but and then onto the stone, he just kind of throws the contraption next yeah. to it. It's still moving and knocks the stone loose and knocks everything the fuck down off a cliff and everything. And he notices it, but it's already too late. And you can hear the buzzing in the distance of the yeah. dragon. And so he runs into the in the hole. He's like, "Oh shit, what have I done?" <laughs> so also, I love when everyone's running about. That guy with the berry still on him still has it on. He's running around <laughs> like a. It's like, hey, like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> And so he runs in, and he's trying to, he's trying to explain it, but she's she's shushing him. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's about the offer. I need to talk to you, and then she shushes him, and you just hear the grasshoppers critically. And hey, where's all the food? <laughs> and then she was, what did you do? That causes everyone to to hear that the alternative like because like, he's off. like, uh. like it was an accident. <laughs> and then at that point, you're like, even when you like him, you're like, duh. Dude, man, what? Even you're sitting there watching it, going, "What did you do, man?" And then I'm assuming it's a way intimidating moment when just the, the fear of gravity just stomps through the anthill and they mm. come. Particularly uh, when Hopper, voiced by Kevin Spacey, just yeah, pops yeah. head down, and he's basically like, "Where's the food?" And ah, uh, makes a poor choice. <laughs> She's like, it's, "It's not up there." What? <laughs> well, it was all in the leaf. Like, are you, are you saying I'm stupid? <laughs> You're thinking of the outtake, aren't you? I'm thinking of the outtake. Do I look stupid? Yes! <laughs> I cannot work like this. This is the 15th take. I will be in my trailer. Basically, like, do I look stupid to you? No. Just think about it logically for a second. Who's up there? Did I be coming down to your level looking for it? No. He just gets right in our face and like, again, see how much little people think of that. So it's coming down to your level, basically. Mm. And then... Like he was like, wait a minute, why am I even talking to you? You're not the queen. He's, he's, yeah, he's like, like he's smelling like the queen. queen. And like, and then the queen's being she's taking over. Like, oh yes, under new management. 
Ah, so it's your fault. Well, no, no, nope. First rule of leadership, it's always your fault. <laughs> and then it's like, like, I don't ask for much. I'm a compassionate guy. <laughs> and, he just, well, oh, and he basically explains to them that, oh, well, given you, for this fuck up, we want, we're going to come back later on this season and we want double the fit this yeah. time. And they're like, oh, we can't do that. I mean, it's almost rainy season. We need to take a gallop. So they like, hey, you know, there's a lot of bigger bugs out there that will take advantage of you. You need me. <laughs> and all I ask in return is this food. And then he does quite a scary thing when uh, Dot tries to get her run away and he, he just grabs her mm. and uh, tries to scare her with the, the creepy little grass over they got called Thumper or whatever. Yeah. He's got And then Flick tries to step out of line and goes to confront him and goes like, hey, look, take her then. And he just holds Dot up in front of him. And he just kind of like meek looks. He just sets back. He's not. He's not the brave type quite yet. It's, not it's quite yet. Like, no. No. And so basically, say so like the the end of the season, we will we'll be back when the last leaf falls, and mm. we better have the double food. Also, we get a little bit of a subtle. They will come into play later on, but yeah, sort of mention of something that might help beat Hopper, and that you know, like this is a this is a simple way of life. Yes, pick the food, grasshoppers eat the food, and then he's he's idiot burger. Yeah, and then the birds eat the grass. Remember that one that I almost got to you, remember? It's so damn hopper. Was so, and he just grabs them and puts them against the... Oh, like, if I hadn't promised our mother on our deathbed that I wouldn't kill you, I would, would kill, kill you. you. Yeah, no, I'm, ju- I'm just saying. And he goes to punch Ah, remember, man! And he just turns around <laughs> and he just punches another random grass over to uh. fuck off. I love the sound, that they, the punching sound effect they put in. And the guy just goes down, you see his legs up in the air. So, Spark the fuck out. Who is it that voiced this brother again? Oh, I can't remember the name of the actor, oh. but he's one of those guys who pops up in a lot of he's things. He's so funny, though. He's yeah. so funny, isn't like, it? Ah, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and then you yeah, have the whole thing, like, last, when the last week falls, we'll be back. And then the, the brother accidentally hits his head when he, he misses the hole. Yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> And then everybody, once again, just all turns to like, like, yeah, big fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah big fucking diddy <laughs> and then they they kind of basically bring him to court or trial basically yeah. got all the, got Anna and all the people surrounding her and he was like and he's all like I'm sorry like, I just I just wanted to help and everything he, and he go, and one of them goes well help us by not helping us yes and while they're all just trying to explain uh, what what I do with him like you're sentenced to one month thinking of us uh, can we can I remind you about his last time too his tunnel within a tunnel project mm. Oh, why don't we send him to this thing? Oh, no, you can't. Don't send him there. Like, like, nobody wants him in the department. Nobody wants him. Uh, and while he's focused on he just here to help us. But he's just thinking, like, yes, that's it. We should find other bugs to come and help us to so we the grasshoppers. Like, well, how would you do that? Well, we go out, we leave the island, we come out. Like, no, nobody leaves the island. <laughs> and even the queen's like, oh, why did I think of that? Oh, yeah, because it's suicide. <laughs> like, there's bigger bugs out there. Like, basically, they're all too scared to leave their little bubble. Yeah, yeah. And then they suddenly realise, like, wait, Flix and Tiston are going. They basically... Uh, we, we can get rid of them so we can get the food. Yeah, basically they have the impression, like, Flick will leave and likely never come back, so it's a, it's a way of getting rid of them. Yeah, we can we can get on with the, the fucking gallering and shit and yeah. have him not be where to fuck it up. She's getting a dick in but I think um, you realise that she's not trying to be an arsehole to him, but the idea, like, again, she takes, I think she takes what Hopper says seriously and the idea, like, Everything reflects badly on her as the leader, so yeah. if, if Flick's the one who kind of calls the fuck up, getting rid of him and her in mind is a smart thing to do. Yeah. And so 
they they all basically went using this because you get rid of him where he thinks he's been trusted on this big important like, task. <laughs> yeah. Like he goes like he's got a big big backpack on, he gives this big speech when he's like, Don't worry, the colony's in good hands. <laughs> he leaves and he all he hears a big ah! <laughs> like, like he's like he's just smell like this. They're all behind me like, no, they're cheering because you left. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a point where a couple of smaller ants come out like my dad says he gives you one week before you come crawling back. <laughs> My dad didn't say that. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, he said you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you only love children. Yeah. 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 He says you're gonna die. <laughs> and then he, and then Duncan look. Yeah, I think you guys are wrong. He'll, he'll show you. Yeah, I think we died. She's she's blacked them off. Uh, and then he, he sees just how big a gap it is to the other side from the there. He looks like. Oh, again, showing you how big everything kind of looks. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh. And then he uses a, a big, like, twig, like, a wee bit from a dandelion, which will be small to us, but it's a massive thing that he clings on to fly yeah. by the other side. Hey, what genius. It's is, it is smart, and he shows smart until it's, the wind picks up and he smashes into a rock. <laughs> like, yeah, where is that? Like, bye, Flair. Bye. Poof. I'm okay. <laughs> 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 and the one that, when the kids go to the other kid, your dad's fine. He's going to die. die. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, he'll show you. He'll find the biggest, meanest bugs you've ever seen. And that takes us into our warrior bugs, or really circus bugs. Oh, warrior bugs, damn it. <laughs> as we're being to do, like, it's commonly known as a rhinoceros bug, but it's got another actual name. But Stagbeal? Kind of. I don't know what it is. I'm not an expert on bugs, but it's a... Uh, this is dim, voiced by bad guy. Yeah, he's basically doing like a lion tamer act with the uh, with our black widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, ah, back. And she accidentally catches him, and he suddenly breaks. <laughs> he breaks out to go. Ah. Yeah, he started crying. He rolls out, oh, like, oh, dad, can you do you have an alley? Alley, 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 alley. And there's a bunch of like dung beetles and everything all in the crowd, and they all flee. Like, ah, oh, let's get out of here. I've been. In. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in dung heat that didn't smell as bad, didn't stink as bad as yeah. that. What's the bugs know? Ah, I've only got 24 hours to live. I'm not going to waste them here. <laughs> and and PG Fleas is constantly panicking because more and more people are leaving with every eye. Like, oh God, we're losing. Get out there. <laughs> and then you got a big fat hand going, I hate performing on an empty stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and um. then, uh, oh, oh, that's one of my favourite. He's introduction to this is where we're back to the day, right? Yeah. Like, BT, what's the point? Not now, Slim. Oh, what's the point of going out there? They're only oh, laugh at me. That's because you're a clown. It's funny. No, it's because I'm a prop. You always catch me at the broom, the pole, the stick. A splinter. You're a walking stick. It's funny. Now go. <laughs> you parasite. <laughs> Which is such a nails line as well. Oh, totally. Fraser, what's the point? They'll only laugh at me. It's the way he says that way. They'll only laugh at me. <laughs> and then they're doing like a, a pretend heavy flower. Like, oh yes, I'm a little flower. I have much to do. <laughs> 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 and he looks meant to be a bee trying to chase them. He flies out like, slow down, you flower. He's all puffing back as the cat comes up to them. <laughs> slow down, you flower. He tries to steal someone's food in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he works. He's like, oh, candy corn. <laughs> Let me help you to finish it. <laughs> 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 like, oh. 
And then there's a guy heckling Francis because they assume it's a, it's a woman because he's a lady. Yeah, yeah. He just flies over and he just like, oh, so making me, so being a lady about means I'm a girl. Well, whoa, it's a dude. <laughs> Calm down, Francis. You're making the maggots cry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you got breath stinks. You must be flying around your dung heap all day. Francis, leave them alone. They're poopoo heads. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's already he's, he's got some chemicals in his hand as well. Yeah. And then he's like, so he goes up to Manny and uh, Gypsy, like, and he's like, shh, he's in a trance. Well, snap, I'm out of it. You guys are up now. <laughs> and then Manny's like, oh, yes, yet again, it is up to me to save the performance. Mm. He's, a, he's a brave mantis, which you mentioned he wants us. You hear clatter off the camera. Mm. Stage is the other way, of course. <laughs> and then. Literally, they, they try to do this like magic that, but again, it falls flat. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Old, she, she's, they're doing this whole metamorphosis where she goes into a box and disappears. It's an old Chinese. No, no, I love the fact there's a, a Chinese food carton. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that we'll see it later on with uh, Bug City or whatever it is that uh, they're basically using old human things to live in. Yeah, like they live under like a. It's like a, what, what is it? It's like a heap of trash under someone's trailer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because like there's a bit where flight path goes it goes to enter and you see a big trailer park with a with a fly thing. Like, no, Larry, don't go into the light. But it's so beautiful. <laughs> ah. All right, flick. Try not to look like a country bug. I think that's my favorite bit. It was like that. We see like, <laughs> no, Larry, don't go into the light. But it's so beautiful. <laughs> anyway, but uh, before that, be has a last ditch attempt after like, after the guy's that I got 24 hours to live, I ain't wasting it here. Yeah, I ain't wasting it here. Which is a clever joke, and uh, you learn something about yes. yeah, bugs in that one. That's, and, that's why Pixar is good. It's funny, and you learn something. <laughs> anyway, but then he just grabs the match. Flaming death! <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> also, we were just a little uh, rolling. Uh, Bugs are yeah, tuck, like and roll, tuck and roll. I really enjoy them. They don't speak English like, ah, whatever. Yeah, they just roll around and pop and go, huzzah. And we're just like, come on, guys, right next. Ah, whatever. Ah, great, great. You guys don't understand a word I'm saying. <laughs> so basically, the whole thing is like, he's got a row of matches. Like, hey, you, I, we will decide if two bugs live or not. It's like, tuck and roll. We'll be shot out of a cannon. Uh, and down the jump onto the cannon. Yeah. I don't think this lighter fluid, which has been sprayed with like this, this rag, has been sprayed with lighter fluid, and the, which the matches will be lit to. They will have 15, Rosie will have had to spin a web of safety in less than 15 seconds. <laughs> like, oh, not enough, you say? Oh, what if they were all blind? Well, like, ooh, everyone's all sitting there because there's going to be like fire. <laughs> but then it causes like music is in the, the bloody tuck and roll start fighting. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, someone knocks in a gypsy, which causes the thing to go off early. So, so uh, Dim jumps early. Yeah, he jumps on the petrol, and then he jumps. He jumps early, and then Rosie doesn't have time to finish the uh, like. And Peter gets hit with something, so he goes flying through a wee hole in the net and gets stuck to the thing. They try to like save him. He gets he ends up <laughs> he manages to get free, but then the fucking lighter fluid falls yeah. on him and gets burned. Like, baby, hey, you okay? You're all. Uh, <laughs> also, I love how big the water looks. There's just big droplets of fucking water. And mm. you just throw them on top of him after he's already fired them. And just a bit quiet, and then someone in the crowd goes, Burn him again! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that bit. <laughs> Burn him again! 
<laughs> You're all fired. Burn him again. <laughs> anyway, yeah, they go. Yeah, they go. A uh, they they go to Bugs. Say they're all drowning yeah. their swords, and that's where flight happens. Upon well, if he's wandering through, there's a guy bus Last next up, trash sheep followed by dog poop city or something like that. Yeah, Take yeah. them all around the bit to dirty trash over. There's a guy, there's a, a wee insect lying making music rubbing his feet together like feet where I say kids spilled off wings, please give money for food. <laughs> so he goes into what basically is an old tin cab that's been used as this bar, basically. And yeah, that's, a, that's a good bar. Yeah, I really, and it's like a mosquito <coughs> there like, hey, Worth round, all positive. It's just a big, big ball of blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, and it just and it just passes out immediately. <laughs> uh, there's a snail there eating and then complaining that his food's got salt in it. Uh, uh, I said no salt. salt. Or like, uh, the dumbbell, hey, who are the poo poo there? Which I think is also there's a, a Chinese food cult with that similar name. It's not actual shit or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it works on two levels. Oh, well, depends how you feel about Chinese food. Chance of changing a few degrees with you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so then they got them all drowning their sorrows. You got Haymix and stuff. He one day I will be a beautiful butterfly, butterfly. <laughs> and everything will be better. Uh, and then they're worried about with the fact that they're not, they're not going to jobs. All have to go their separate ways and everything. They're all sad. Yeah. And then uh, the two guys that Francis was arguing with you all like, oh god, Francis, your friends from the circus are back, and they got this big heavy with them. <laughs> like, oh god, they do. He tried to look away, but also they've already spotted him. Like, there he is. <laughs> so calling my girl, like, hey, why don't you tell our pal what you said earlier about uh, buzzing around a dung heap or something? <laughs> and then they start playing with his wings and everything. Like, we get, he, he calls out, like, get ready to do the Robin Hood act. Oh, I want to play this one down. <laughs> and then, oh, what part can I play? And unfortunately, he doesn't like the answer to that question. <laughs> no, because he gets to be the sword. <laughs> And then obviously they're doing this acting, but uh, we are the most fierce warriors and all the bugs. But then Flick thinks up their actual mm. warriors. My sword! Swish, 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 swish. Clang, <laughs> clang. <laughs> and I think it. And he goes, But oh, Robin, this is my sword and truth will be my quiver. <laughs> oh. I just love doing that. Anyway, but and then he goes, Oh, our time. And then. Uh, for, I love giving because that made me think of like the fencing bit in that episode of Frasier but he's uh, <laughs> Slim's going ah he's certain like friends fencing Frasier yeah, yeah. and, oh, and then he's parry and then he gets grabbed by the big guy and goes me thinks it's not working <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes ah oh, run we all start running and it causes the the can to start rolling yeah also when the when the actual thing starts kicking off everybody all gathers and the Craig kind of pushes Flint like out of the bar so he doesn't see that it all went tits up. Yeah. And they, start, they basically just started running as soon as it got tough. So he assumes that they took out these... Uh, and they all come out from the wreckage, but their pose at the top of this heap looks a bit more heroic from from Flick's perspective. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, you're perfect. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> oh, Ivan Scone Bug with your exact talent. Like, oh, a talent skill. <laughs> And then he spins the thing with the grasshoppers and the food, like, ooh, dinner theatre. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the mixed signals between the two, I like this, like, classic like, misunderstanding. And, like, will you help us? He gets them made me, will you help us? <laughs> and they see those guys are getting back up, like, we'll take the job. 
Yeah. And they, they just they get out there as quickly as, as possible. As they can. Yeah. <laughs> and then Flick actually starts explaining more about the, the, the job and why he's actually awesome. But unfortunately, he's staying at tuck and roll. We don't understand a word he's saying. Mm. I can't say anything back to him. He's like each other like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Also, there was a bit in the bar, all of these two, like, they're just staring at each other. Yeah, fire, yeah, yeah, fire. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, will you please share that? Ah, yeah, fire. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they all fly over to the island there, and, and uh, people are fainting because they're working too hard to yeah. get all the food, and it's very little. Uh, Oh God, we'll never get all this in time. We need a miracle. And then the uh, they'll scare when they see the bugs landing. Mm. And they imagine, oh yes, when everyone clears away when they arrive. Oh yes, once again, our reputation has preceded us. <laughs> 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 and then everybody actually starts like, coming around when they realize, like, oh, fuck, actually got people who actually help us because to them, these guys look a bit somewhat intimidating, especially a big dim. Yeah, like, yeah. Everything. Uh, and, He's uh, so not intimidating. No, no, no. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, uh, and then out comes um, uh, the old Mine. guy. No, no, the old guy, uh, Mr. Story, is up in the uh, up in it, up high. Yeah. Oh, and he tells her, oh, he's actually returned. Hey, he seems to have brought some savage insects. And she's all freaking out, like, wait, uh, no, he, he wasn't actually supposed to find anyone. <laughs> yeah, how, how was this possible? He wasn't supposed to actually do it. He was just supposed to, you know, go like, away. Like, wait, he's actually back? Like, <laughs> And then like, oh, this is, this is her. She sent me to find you. And like, she's trying to like, ask him like, who, who are these people? And like, there's a big cuddle girl like, we're, we're losing them. Time to show them they're all razzle dazzle. <laughs> and then uh, again, the mixed signals like with use of words. Like, hey, they think they're performing for them and they're grasshoppers or whatever. Like, hey, don't worry. When you're grass, when those grass are here, we're going to knock them dead. <laughs> again, double meaning there. So everyone cheers. Yeah. And then I love the uh, Slim here goes, Wow, these people must be really hard up for entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, isn't entirely inaccurate because, uh, yeah, they, they, like they, you say, they live in their little bubble. They yeah. don't see much, but you they know, don't see much. Yeah, and so they have this little like dinner for them or reception for them. And so Mr. Sawyer and his wee class of uh, little kids, which includes Stott, yeah. or as they're referred to, the South Tunnel Second Grade Class. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty sweet. And they do this memorial. This is a picture of you guys helping us fight the grasshoppers. Oh, and, it's, uh, and then there's like, oh, we we drew some of you actually dying. We thought it looked more realistic. <laughs> oh, our teacher said it'd be more dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, it's like, like, it's got uh, like sawed in half. I know. Like, I've, I've seen that. I was like, why Heimlich? Why? Again, for a kid's film, you should, oh, here's a big depiction, even though it's a kid drawing. Oh, look, here's a bunch of people dying. Here's all the blood running out of them. Yeah. Like, oh, look at the beautiful colours of the blood. blood. <laughs> like, but it's a kid drawing, so it's kind of cute. And then it gets to, like, Heim- everyone turns to Heimlich, he's a colour that drains from, like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but I'm sure that's what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't look too confident. And, he goes, and now they basically do a dra- dramatisation of what they assume it'd be like. And, like, oh, no, a guy dresses a leaf folder. And the kids are not good. I go, oh, look. The last leaf has fallen. <laughs> we are the grasshopper. Where is her? And then it just it cuts. And then, I don't know how long this is going on for. But then it, it fades in and out, and then uh, it shows the all the group of circus boys all like shot, and then just all these kids lying here and die and die and die. die. <laughs> and, you know, tears, and they're all just shitting themselves. So like, 
Oh god. Uh, it's like next when there's that a little uh, little megaphone from, mm. and it's just she doesn't know what to say. Uh, well, thank you, Flick, for finding these warriors, <laughs> and then immediately Flick just. At this point, he's a bit too up his own arse at this point because just, uh, just he finally touch. feels like people are giving him recognition, so he takes it gets a bit to his head. Mm. So he, got, he immediately goes, I'm like, well, thank you for... And he starts talking, and they're trying to explain, like, you, like they all say it was like, you, you fucking tell him, you tell him. Yeah. And she's trying to whisper to him, like, not now, big uh, So, uh, there's no circus around here. So I... And then... It's going to look on his face when it finally dawns on him. Oh, it's like it's on the panic and then zoom right back in. <laughs> like, when he realizes like what he's done. I wonder if this is a reference to like that scene in Jaws, the original Jaws, where like there's a big when the when there's a second attack like during the day. Yeah. Big pan up on Sheriff Brody's face. He's like, oh god. Yeah. You know. Uh, but anyway, I just, just watched that recently. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a little thing. I wonder if that was an intentional little nod to that film. One of the oft-quoted lines from that film. Mm. We're going to need a bigger boat. Mm. I didn't realise, because I remember I seen Parody and I didn't realise that the scratch and the shopboard thing was like from Jaws. Cause I remember Willie does a similar thing on a church window. Goes, I'll oh, yeah, kidnap yeah. him for 50, do you program for 100, and I'll kill him. kill him for 500. No, just the first two. All right, I'll throw in the kill him for three. <laughs> but no, that was, that was Hooper. Yeah. Or, Hooper, aye, Hooper. Alright, anyway. He does it. Yeah, and then he's on the music, like, we need to go to a secret uh, strategy meeting and I'll figure out how to put the graphic person to. Yeah. But I'm like, well, shouldn't I be on this? Like, no, no, it's trick now, I need to know, no. You know, DL, you know, like, be like, oh, me. <laughs> immediately she starts getting suspicious. And then he goes, like, how the hell are you people circus bugs? <laughs> and then they all get on their high horse, like, Oh no! You didn't say anything about fighting yeah, grasshoppers. You just said you needed us for a performance. Well, that's the deep like, like, They all basically they're they're throwing the blame at each other for like the misunderstanding. Like, you lied to us. Like, in fact, like, no. This is a basic case of fraudulent advertising. <laughs> and and then Manny gets all offended. Like, oh no! There's only one child in here, and it is you, oh, my dear boy. Good day. Hey. <laughs> almost, a, almost a Gene Wilder. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. I said good day. Good day. <laughs> and then Princess, he tried to like distract Princess Ali from giving like, oh no, this is a this is a very secret meeting. They cannot be disturbed. It was fine. They're all walking away. Like, Can you excuse me a minute, please? Don't go. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, I don't, I don't trust these people. Yeah, like, what are you up to? She immediately tries to grasp them out to the to the queen and everything. He's chasing after them like they go to fly away. And he grabs on his limbs. Like, like, please don't go. I'm desperate. <laughs> really, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <coughs> really, I couldn't tell. Just wait a minute. Just imagine, like, nails. Hmm. Expect desperate last minute call from Flick. <laughs> and then, then, like, he's. They go over to the other side. He's like, like all right, time to, time to put you down now. Like, you're cutting off circulation to my foot. Which is funny for a thing to say. <laughs> they pull, try to pull him off everything. And then he, does, he lets go willingly when they get down to the ground because he notices a bird nest there. Mm. He's like, run, run for your life. And they're all just done like, wow, you want fast for this little guy. <laughs> Again, how everything looks big to them. Just a stun. Yeah. When the bird suddenly lands behind them, how massive the bird looks. <laughs> that, that made me jump the first day of the street, you know. <laughs> made me jump. Yeah, so they're plans, and then they all start running like ah, and then like they see them all running, and then they all suddenly start getting 
they all suddenly start panicking because he's like, oh god, a bird's here. Yeah. And then Dot is went to go find Flick when he brought She suddenly got herself all caught up in one of those dandelions. And basically she's like sitting up, sitting up for the Yeah, for, for the, the bird. And so basically they end up having to quickly, well, improvise to save Dot and everything. To uh, Which ends up them actually looking like heroes to everybody else in the, the colony. Like Francis, he helps uh, catch her. And then ends up hitting the land and have rock on his own foot. Yeah. And then does right go, please, ma'am, wake up, wake up. Because <laughs> everyone's convinced of something. <laughs> please, ma'am, wake up, wake up. Like, and conv- like, convinces them, you know, to help, you know, like, salt the bird and everything. And then, uh, I love that Slim has to pick up Heimlich to be like, oh, me. yeah, he's like, oh, that's a nice little worm. Worm, I am. I did a worm on a stick. I'm going to snap. I'm going to snap. <laughs> <laughs> and then the sudden the thing gets a bit too good. Like, and they try and lure it away. Like, bye-bye. They try and go down this little crack, but he's too fat. Yeah, he's too fat. For he's just, he starts probably going, I'm stuck. And the bird's getting closer. And Slim's trying to pull him out. Like, God, man, suck it in. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say as well, like, in regards to the animation, yeah. it's interesting. They made they they managed to make the birds <coughs> look ever so slightly mean and menacing yeah. as well. Like like yeah. obviously a perspective from the bug, yeah, a bug's perspective, yeah. Oh, that'd be an interesting name for the film. A bug's perspective, yeah. But they do manage to make the birds look menacing. Yeah, you know, whereas like you'd see a bird and you'd be like, oh, that's bird. Where they see a bird and like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. it's big, <laughs> eats us. Yes. Like basically all basically the idea like all all bugs fear birds because they're bigger and yeah. and from there look they look mean bigger and bitey yes uh, so they're all they manage to save Dot and then they hear the bitey like what's that noise it's something they're not used to like that's my yeah. that's my idea is the sound of applause <laughs> I love the way Manny's like like no I got this I know what this is mm. it's applause it's appreciation. We've not had it in a long time. <laughs> and then well, it cuts to like he's basically lying on a flower with his big wee leg up on a, a thing. Mm. And uh has all being like very like appreciative for what they did for for Dot and then we've got this little uh, troop of uh, of little ants and yeah. like the blueberry true would like to thank you for asking our smallest member, Princess and um, we've changed our our logos on the back of our on our backs. It's they put with the ladybug things on. Yeah. We named you our honorary dead mother. They all like, <laughs> Francis is not not like not a person for kids, basically. No. Like, alright, get get out of here, get out of here. Like, come on, girl, she needs her rest. <laughs> Again, everyone assumes <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I think it's sweet though. I do think it's sweet. Uh and I, I had a, a wee conversation with Flick like, basically apologizing like Oh, like assuming you know, you know, she's convinced that they actually are warriors and everything. Like, oh, I hope I didn't offend them. I actually thought you brought over a bunch of clouds. Like, what, me clouds? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should mention that before I showed up earlier on. There's kind of a sad moment here, which maybe almost would have convinced them to stay had I not interrupted. But Flick lies down and grabs Tim's foot and puts on his head. Like, could you when you leave? Go ahead, leave. But on your way up, could, could you squish me? Because when they find out, I'm as good as dead. <laughs> Which is quite sad because like, like, I'm not going to be able to come back from this. Uh, like, yeah. I brought in circus bugs. So, help me commit suicide before they kill me. Uh, I was like, hey, could you squash my head as you're leaving, big guy? Just... 
Which is also an interesting take, you know. You know how he's like a rhinoceros bug or whatever. Yeah. Interesting take that he asked me to like consider in in history. Elephants were used as a yeah. a, a, a capital punishment device. Yeah. But the capital punishment, I believe, and don't quote me on this, mm-hmm. was in India. Yeah. Your capital punishment was met out by an elephant standing on your head. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, not, not a good way to go. No, I wouldn't imagine so. <laughs> no, I'm still thinking because we're talking about an actor in Crazy like the bit in Sideshow Bob where he, like, the, the parade walks and I'm like, oh god, not the elephants. God. <laughs> 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 uh, My mortal enemy. They suddenly just suddenly discover through the week conversation. I think it's nice that they also have a lot in common in the idea. Like she again, we the bit we talked about earlier, like she's basically trying to do her best as a yeah. She's just trying to do her best for the colony and do things that she sees as right. She she's convinced like that everyone's just waiting for her to to fuck up basically and doesn't believe yeah. she's a good enough like, leader. And then but Flip basically like finishes in the idea of like waiting for you to screw up because that's kind of she realizes that's kind of how he feels. And like you know, you what, what, uh, what you did was really brilliant today. So you like, oh, you know, not like, not all bugs. Not every bug would try and face up a bird. You know, not even Halper. He's scared of birds. Like, and he's like, I'm sorry. What did you say? Yeah. Well, I said even Halper is afraid of birds. And he just zooms up. <laughs> Thank you. Gives <laughs> a wee peck from the jeep, and he comes back in. Halper is afraid of birds. Yeah, and I don't blame him. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and he goes like, Can you, I figured out a plan, no one has to get hurt, I just need you guys to keep pretending to be warriors. <laughs> and then Rosie's still like, no, 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 we're not here to fight any grasshopper. Yeah. And uh, and Manny gets all up on the side of bed like, I will not commit this charlatan act any other. <laughs> and then suddenly, again, Manny, I love him, but he's got, clearly got an ego on him as we see here. He does, he does. Because uh, he comes in and goes, hey, can we get the warriors autographs? Like, oh, yeah. And then, uh, old Francis, so, uh, they're saying the leaflet, so, uh, you could see the acting today. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Manny starts giving himself a wee, wee character, like, thanks, thanks, Manny, that's some corporal Manny too. I outranked the rest of them, don't forget it. <laughs> I like that, but. And then he immediately just go back to, so, Flick, you were saying. <laughs> so, kind uh, of, a little transition, he explains the idea, but from, like, how it goes across from, like, like explain it to them to them then presenting it to the queen and everything yeah, and then yeah. the queen explain it to everyone else because it's going to require everyone to get involved yeah to work on it to get together so basically the idea is like they make a they're going to make a fake bird uh, which some of them are going to get into flyer and, and basically hoping that Hopper and the group will be so scared of it that it'll scare them off and no yeah. one has to actually get hurt physically and no one has to dramatically die well, and it's in essence is a good plan mm-hmm. because they start like they start building the fake bird and Mm-hmm. You know, like teaching everyone how yeah. to get it going and whatnot. Yeah, and, also, it's, yeah, and the idea, like, and I even tell like, I know this is different from what we do, but the idea, like, we, the only way to work, like anything else, works in a colony when we all like work together, we all pitch in, uh, and yeah. we can be rid of, the, hopefully, be rid of these grasshoppers, like for good, and we can focus on you know on us from, from now on. And yeah. So, yeah, it's a good idea, and again, I'll say like the idea of deception playing on like. You know, finally, these guys who have been timid enough, there's something they're afraid of. Yeah. We can do it without anyone, you know, having to get hurt. No, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Although, no offense to them, but like, they would have to they'd have to keep that bird around because, like, yeah, they'd be scared off this one time with a bird there, obviously, and it wouldn't wouldn't be able to eat any of them because it's a fake bird. Would they not come back at any point? It's, 
You see, you keep it in storage. Yeah, so I think would they have to keep the bird around just whenever, whenever Hopper might come back? Yeah, I'm just wondering how. I'm just thinking of logistics. I'm not trying to you know ruin any. No, no, I'm, I'm just anything. offering you a handy, a handy way of thinking of logistics. Yeah, like I like, like keep it in storage. Like IKEA, the fucking thing. <laughs> no flat packet for emergencies. There's a bit there. Basically, there's a nice little montage to the little music. It's almost. It's almost great escape. It's just everybody working together. Every so often flicking out and have a wee look through the old lens. Yeah, right. Like, kind of like each other. Kind yeah. of like coming friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the warriors are helping pitch in. They're all going to the same. Like, they're all practicing, like, weaving the flag down. You got him mixed up. Up, down, up, down. <laughs> down. <laughs> and then finally they get it, they hide up in the trees. And then just they... Ducking all suddenly pop out of the mouse going, Yeah, fire! <laughs> <laughs> and what, what's it? I like this little detail here. There's a bit where everyone's all still because the, the bird's finally been finished and they were just, they just need to wait for them to come back and keep an eye out for them. So, uh, there's a bit where it kind of pans into the, the back room where you see the, the offering stone yeah. and, it, and it's empty. And what you see a wee leaf falling and like, cause it's getting closer to the, the time. The idea basically like, they've forgotten the whole getting food because they're so convinced this is going to work that now there's no food on the stone so inevitably spoilers when this fucks up they're going to be even more in the shit because oh, there's zero yes. food on the stone yes. and they don't realise what's about to happen with Hopper in this next scene yeah because we get, we get to the we get to the next scene where it, where all the grasshoppers are chilling in a, in a sort of Mexican yeah. bar under a sombrero yeah, it's in the middle of like the, uh, the idea of like it's all colourful yeah. place for the ants the guys and this is weird desert, desolate kind of looking Yeah, place. They're, they're chilling under there, getting wasted and singing like a karacha and shit. There's big caskets, there's no caskets, uh, cactuses. Out yeah, there. yeah. They're grabbing these, like, I think they look like mosquitoes, they're using them as dartboards. Yeah, they're playing darts, getting wasted, having a laugh. It's a big jar of grains where they're using, like, basically they pop on it. Oh, there you go. There you go, yeah. <laughs> there's a wee mud puddle outside one of the guys who's walked jet skiing around. <laughs> anyway. And uh, basically, they're they're all they all convince Mole, uh, the yeah, the brother, brother, the brother of Hopper. Basically, the idea like, they're like, like you should you should talk to him. I mean, we don't need to go back to Lance, you know. Like, basically, the idea like it's too close to Rainsy and they don't want to get caught out. Yeah, and like, got, we've got enough food here. We've got for enough him. food here. It's too close to rainy season, but you should talk to him. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll talk to him. What, what if Hopper says no? Well, he'll just hit the idiot. <laughs> Not a, he'll sound Not like us. his idea. Yeah, make it. Make it think, make him tell Hobbers if it's his idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, he goes over and he's like, before that, he said, they all, they all explain him, like, how, basically how detrimental it would be for them to get caught. Where he goes, we might as well be sucking down bug spray. Yeah. And then, and then uh, <coughs> which then implies that there is, with that and the whole trailer park, like, applies, this isn't just a, a world inhabited by bugs, this is like a human world. But everything's just from the bug's perspective. Yeah, yeah, totally. So well, t- obviously you tell that from like, the, the sombrero hats and yeah, the cans and things. It's a Toy Story and that there are humans and like even in Finding Nemo there are, there are humans in bug. And oh, yeah, yeah. Just humans world isn't really the main focus, but uh, so then he's like, oh, God, and, like, and he convinced them that he's bigger than he's like, you know, you're his brother, you're kind of second in command, you're like the, the VP or Yeah, you're like the VP, man, you should... And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll go talk to him. And he likes the idea, he gets all bad, like, you guys are so smart, I should talk to you more often. And then he goes to talk to <laughs> No, yeah, I was just uh, thinking, we don't really need to go back. You're like, yeah, we don't really need to go back, you know. And he's like, 
Guys, order another round of drinks. We're staying here. Well, then he interrupts Hopper. He's getting massaged, right? And he goes like, Hopper, hey, Hopper, go away. All right, <laughs> fine. I want the same idea. Good. He's, he's open the hand. <laughs> he's open the hand. saying, oh, and I want the same idea. We'll get him to like, want to hear. And we're like, okay, I'll tell you anyway. <laughs> Then, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you anyway. And I like the idea that he said to him, like, hey, like, it's mostly grains that they get collected from. I'm like, you don't even like grain, eh? And he just gets up and he's like, it was my idea. It was those guys. They talked fancy to me. I got confused. <laughs> and then, yeah, he does a bit ordering another round. And yeah, then, order another round. We're staying here. But uh, wait, what's that one ad who talked back to me? Oh, forget him. Oh. He's just one puny little ant, yeah. man. Yeah, just one puny little ant. Hey, let's let's have a game. He grabs a green. Let's yeah. pretend this is a little, one, one little ant. Huh. That hurt? No. <laughs> oh, how about this one? one? No. Okay. How about this? He just pulls the thing yeah, off. He just yanks it, and every one of them. Either the three guys you know, who try to come with it, like, oh, it won't come back. And that's just you know, some yeah. point you can still muffly hear them shouting until a point it just goes silent. Yeah. Which is a bit creepy. Yeah, you think he's killed them? Very much, yeah. yeah well, he, he seems the sort of that's capable of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, you talk about being out numbers, but you just fucking killed three of you guys right there. Yeah. But anyway, basically, he just explains to them, like, it's not about the food, you know, it's about yeah, principle. It's about the principle, it's about if we let one of them stand up, stand up, we'll all stand up. Yeah, the, the idea outnumbers is 100 to 1. And if they ever were smart enough to figure that out, then we'd be, our yeah, system we'd, we'd, we'd be fucked. It's, about, it's not about food, it's about keeping them in line. It reminds me of the Bray Wyatt thing, like, you know, about the wolves. Well, a wolf never ever care about the feelings of sheep, but mm. no one told the sheep they outnumber the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> the idea, oh. like, you're maybe smaller, but you are, you're, there are more of you, and if you actually worked together, he'd be, be better off. Yeah. I, I, I made a mistake by mentioning Bray Wyatt to you, didn't No, you didn't. I will discuss it after the show. Okay. After the, this is not the time for moroseness. Yeah, anyway. So, Talking yeah. about Bob's life, damn it. And he's like, anybody else want to stay? They all prepare their wings and then they all go to his brother. He's quite the motivational speaker, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and they all fly, fly off. Yeah, they all fly. Oh. And all the while, the ants are all celebrating, they're all happy. Yeah, they're all, they, they think, like, they basically they're, they're chilling, they've got all the preparations ready. Oh, so we got the compilation or the kind of montage. We got a montage of people building the bird, and in between that, center cut with uh, Francis basically having to learn how to be nice to people. Yeah, he does okay. Right, uh, <laughs> first he makes uh, all the wee bluebird ants cry because they want to be Valdrin again. They still think he's a woman. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, fine, go ahead and cry, go ahead and cry. I don't care. They all start crying. Oh, God, please stop it. He starts juggling to make them feel yeah. better. And then busted by the end of the montage where everyone's celebrating the bird being ready and they're all just waiting for the grasshoppers to yeah, come. Like, we've got this shit, we're good, we're ready, we, ha- we have our big paper mache birdie and all that kind of thing. And Francis basically showing he's obviously going along and he goes, ah, that's okay, you know, they, they grow on you. They <laughs> soften him. Mm-hmm. And Flick basically has this plan because, you know, they up to this point they've managed to do well to maintain their cover. And nobody else knows that they're circus bugs. Yeah. So he basically has this idea that basically he'll sneak them out just after the bird's been used and they'll kind of look at each other like, nah, we don't, we kind of, why well, stay, it's, it's dim, the wee, yeah, wee bug. Yeah, like, dim don't want to go. And then, uh, and the other one's like, well, well, if he stays, you know, I need to be here with him, you know, he's, he's, he can't be left unattended. He's, yeah. He's constant attention. And then, he's like, oh, well, we, we feel like we, we want to stay here and <laughs> 
<laughs> also, Fred's like, well, I kind of promised the Bluebirds I'd take them on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they all agree to stay. I think it's before Ada uh, comes on, they have the wee awkward meet thing, thing, yeah. thing. And he's all like giggling when she walks away, and they all just look at him like, what, what, are, you, what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> and everything's just going a bit too well. Is that the bit when they get their little antennas stuck yeah, together and they're all awkward and yeah. shit? They're like, oh, it's okay, I got this, it's cool. They have a wee bit of that in the, the bloopers bit at the end. Mm. And, that bit where she's like, ow, ow! <laughs> That's actually really painful. <laughs> <laughs> also, she mentioned that uh, even though he started the film being annoyed, but he annoyed about the fact he was used as a prop. There's no, Flim has no issues being used as a limbo stick. When everyone's going, hello, again, you go, <laughs> But then you hear rustling and they're getting given saying like, oh, somebody's coming. They're like, oh God, they're, they're coming. So, yeah. saying the wee horn, which I think is a shit, a shit hollowed out. To, uh, snail shell. Yeah. <laughs> Which is slightly use more ornamental. Use what you can use, you know? Which is a nice wee bit of wall building, but also slightly ornamental. Like, what happened to the snail? <laughs> I got a new house. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, there's no need for ominous in a Disney uh, Pixar film. It just. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just asking questions. I mean, I always like the answers. It upgraded. <laughs> yes, it moved house very slowly, but it moved. Yeah. Eventually. Upgraded um, to a lovely condo with a garden. <laughs> everybody's all running around, like, trying to get into positions, and then that's when Petey flies in with his what turns out to be a, a, a makeshift uh, box of cookies, I think it is. Yeah. With the wee centipede things, like, pulling it for him. <laughs> and it's like, hey guys, I've been going every end hill around here, and they all try to hide it. Like, they get a big leaf or something like that to, to hide them, they're walking, trying to sneak out. I've been looking for these uh, circus bugs. Have you seen them? And it's just a big picture of them. Mm. And everybody's immensely in, like, trying to, like, flip it off. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're clearly mistaken. Off you go. Off you go now. Mm. And then the wee, you've got the wee bugs with the, the lights on their asses. Yeah. And then they suddenly, really, and they shine the lights on them. And people go, yay. Guys, listen. Play me death. Killed. I never went back the next night. There was a, ma- a, a line that must be a mile long. And they're just trying to sound like, Peter, shut up, shut up. <laughs> like, how about this? Every night, you burn me. And then the next night, we do it all over again. We'll be a hit. We'll be the biggest, best circus bug like, ever. He's like, you burn me. I take a couple of nights off the hill. And then we do it all over again. <laughs> and then, like, wait, so you guys aren't warriors? And they're like, are you kidding? These guys are allowed to get circus bugs seriously. <laughs> and they're going to make me rich. <laughs> And then everybody all falls apart, and then basically it's kind of a, a panic mode realize, when they realise mm. what they've done, and they're like, oh Jesus, what happens? And, you know, the last lead's a bit of all, there's no food on the stone, they're going to be here if they find out what they've been doing. And the Queen Bee steps in all of it, like, nope, calm down, I'm going to sort all this shit. Yeah. Like, we're all, no one's going to find us, we're going to hide the bird, no one's going to know, we're going to get the food together, and Hopper is not going to, you guys are never here, and then it's like, it's just still insane, like, the bird's still going to work, it's going to work. And she was say, said, like, and she hounds him as well. For yeah, she's like, I don't want to hear it, you fucked us. <laughs> you put yourself above the whole colony. I never thought I'd see the day where I'd see a hand put himself first. Because mm. I think that goes back to what we said at the start. It's all about working together. Yeah, working together. They're like a cute Pixar version of the Borg. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a cute kid's version of a, describing a cult. Like, not about one individual, it's about the group. <laughs> Isn't that like the Borg? Aren't they like a space cult? I assume so. I'm not yeah. an expert on the Borg or many things Star Trek wise. Ah, yeah. I I think I'm a little more familiar than you because yeah. I watched it on a bit on occasion. Yeah. Come on, how can you not watch it with the greatness of Captain Picard? There's that, yes. But 
So they basically they they tell me to leave, and basically it's like never this time, don't come back. And mm. it's, a very, it's a very somber, moment sad where, moment where Flick's all dejected and <laughs> she's all pissed off, and they're all annoyed and sad because like, oh no, we know we're not warriors now. We hate, isn't it? <laughs> just as we felt like we belong and everything, and uh, Dot wants the raptor flight, and her mum just told about just like no, and also because they've left it so late. Just like whenever you go last minute shopping. Oh yeah, that's a terrible thing. <laughs> last minute shopping. You're like, what the fuck did I need? This is, ah! not it. This is not the thing I need. I can't find the thing. Basically, they all, they, they're piling food, as much food as they can find on it. And there's, it's, it's little enough. It's like, it's not even near what they had originally, let alone the double that the, the grasshoppers wanted. Yeah. And there's only to hear that on this, like, like it's all misty. Yeah, the year, the ominous. And also the mist has come because it's changing seasons. And I was just looking around and then you hear Hopper just above them, just yelling at them. <laughs> and Graham like, I gave you another chance and this is what I get. <laughs> he basically orders them all around like, not one hand sees until we get every piece of food on this island. <laughs> and he's feeding here, bro, just, Hey, and Doisy says, you don't want to make him mad. Like, that's him not mad. <laughs> I hate to see what it like when he isn't mad. And then uh, he kind of takes the Queen off to the side, you know, make sure he doesn't, she doesn't yeah. leave the We don't know what his motives are yet, but we'll find out in a minute. Yeah, we we, we have a, we, we end up finding out, but you got to know it's not good. Yeah, you, you knew already it wasn't good, but... I mean, Dot, come on, <laughs> he's a prick. Yeah. Dot goes our wee bluebirds, they, they find that they've got this wee hiding spot, they all go in there and she goes outside... Uh, where she overhears two crowds sort of mentioning that he's basically plan is to once they eat all once the food, food they're going to squish the queen. It's basically the same. It's like we're going to eat all your food, leave you with nothing, and then we're going to kill your queen right in front of you. Ha ha! How how bloody dark! Yes, what a bunch of pricks those grasshoppers are. Yeah, apart from his dumbass brother, he's just kind of stupid. You know, like it's weird with Pixar because the first movie, yeah, Sid was a bit dark because he basically just tortured toys. Basically, yeah, he was a very dark and twisted mm. little dickhead. Yeah. But then they took, then they, I think they've taken another step far, like, oh yeah, we're just going to go full on murder yeah. right in front of all of you. We're going to eat all your food, leave you to starve, and kill your queen. Mm-hmm. Hardy, hardy, <laughs> fucking hard. But then, so then Doc tries to run, she wants to go find Flick, and then, oh, right, right. this is just when the time she's like, give one left to come on, like, she wants to get the wings to go. Yeah. And, and they come in just in time, because she manages to avoid that creepy ass. Lumpur, I think he's called it. Yeah, that, that one. Mm. Oh, well, he does have a really good bit in the cutscenes as yes. well, where he's giving all those screams like, ah, I'm just not feeling I'm projecting well enough. Am I, am, I, am I coming across? What if I had some spit? That's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and so she met Chief. Like, you think she's dropped. The Lumpur just leaves and then finds out she's come. I mean, they're little, but they're still working. So yeah. she's off. She flies off to find Flick. And your wings are kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got Petey on his wee truck, he's singing along like, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to make all the money. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's, a basic, he's a literal carny, basically. Mm-hmm. And so he's all... Well, didn't you say uh, earlier that he's mostly based on like P.T. Barnum? Mm-hmm. Like the originator of the, of the freak show, basically, yeah. and everything like that. Who... So it's got slightly glorified in the Hugh Jackman movie, as I said, but I've heard other stories. I don't know what's true and what's not. See, I, I'm not, heard, a, not a story. I've heard other stories, but also here he's very fair with his best, you know mm. what I mean? Because he had a guy who was part of his act, I believe was part of his act, he was known as General Tom Thumb. <laughs> and he was little man, mm-hmm. but before the time, he was, he was both a very famous mm-hmm. little man, a very well-off little man, 
and had a like lot of money, very nice home, yeah, lovely little wife. <laughs> and a, literally a lovely little wife too. It was you know, and not like nowadays when a like a little person ends up you know having a mismatched spouse. Yes, well, it can happen. I mean, look at Vern Troyer. He had a big wife. Yeah, he was not a big man. Yeah, not a very sober man neither. But there you go. Sorry, we need to get into that but but he's Flick's just sitting there all looking all sad and everything. And they're trying to, you know, cheer him up and mm. you know, we Heimlich looking all sad as well. <laughs> and then like, come on, Flick, you know, circus life circus life's not that bad. I mean, yeah, look at all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Hey, you're trying to boost try to boost your self esteem here. <laughs> And then Dot comes in, she's all huffing and puffing, and she explains to them what's going to happen with, with Hopper and everything, and they're like, oh, we need to, the circus bugs are all rallying, we need to do something like the bird, we've still got the bird and everything, and Flick just sits by down and goes, no, like the bird's not going to work, like I was stupid to think yeah. so. He's he's feeling all sorry for himself and yeah. shit now. And he's like, just go home, and like, I'm, I'm a screw up, everybody said I wasn't, I, I didn't believe them, but, um, and... <laughs> <laughs> A lot of men here like, I boy, I've made a living out of being a screw up and you my boy are not a screw up. <laughs> and he was like, Well in one good thing I'd goes, Well, us. You've reignited that spirit that passion for performing. Mm. Come on, we'll stand by and then he's still not convinced uh, and Dot goes flies away, she comes back with the rock to recall yeah. and goes, she goes, Pretend yeah, like, it's a seed. Pretend it's a seed. And he goes, well, like, Oh yeah, now you get the metaphor. But I just love the bit like put the rock. Must be an anything. <laughs> With the rock, must be an anything. <laughs> and then so he says, like, alright, it's like, how do we get back? And then uh, they need to get rid of Peely. Like, hey, Peely, what? Money! He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean it's webbed up. <coughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but uh, he gets. <coughs> there we go. I'm good now. Then he gets like <clears throat> caught up in the bag, all tied up in the way. He's like, "Hey guys, he has these wee circus hands here. It's say to work with Flick and Ali. He goes, "Come on, let me out of here. I'll start to think about paying you." Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts to start clue. Oh, I'll pay, I'll pay. <laughs> and so it's like everybody's working, everybody, people are fainting, and like so we're just sitting at this table, with our feet up and everything, just watching everything happen. Mm. And so the plan is. Flick and Dot go with the blue blueberries yeah. and they go, they, they're going to get the bird while the circus guys all use their thing as a because also the Hopper doesn't know that the other ants already know who they are. Yeah. So basically like, oh, we were, we were invited here as entertainment by the princess. Mm. Oh, so they basically put on a show and uh, they, they try to put on the show like, oh, come on, like, oh, I... I'm going to watch myself <laughs> here. I'm going to watch myself. And he's like, they, they put on this big spiel and Hobbies dares him. Squish him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. And then it's uh, Tuck and Roll who jump out and they start slapping each other. Yeah. And uh, Hobbies like, now that's funny. And he sits back down <laughs> and then they just let him do their... They basically do the same shit that they did. Yeah, and it was starting with first stealing. Basically, but the grasshoppers are just like, no, oh, this is entertaining. Yeah. And whilst they're doing that, they're trying to you know, mm-hmm. sneak people out. Yeah, so they want to do because like, we never get to see Manny do his like, morphosis like trick at the start because he was just being heckled all the time and because mm. I don't know if we mentioned it, but then he walks off while he's wasted on the box like Manny, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do and so they take the queen and then 
Be like, yeah, let, let the queen go. Maybe I'll saw her in half. That'll be cool. <laughs> and so basically they use that, sneak her out under, and say, like, Dim's wee shell. Yeah. Like, you, know, you stay in there. And then they bring her out, and then they're like, thank you, that was everything. And obviously, before they could sneak off, Hopper's a bit too quick. Like, wait a minute. Where's the queen? Yeah. Uh, a good magician never reveals their secrets. Yeah. Uh, and before anything can get too bad for the performers, and finally the uh, the bird. After yeah, quick, the bird comes after a quick after a quick mishap where the rock got stuck and they couldn't get the thing yeah. out. It was up on like, on sticks. Yeah, because it's trying to shift the rock, and then eventually, just just at the right time, the yeah. bird starts coming in, and obviously Hopper shits himself. He's hiding behind his bird, like don't let it get me. Don't let it get me. Yeah. <laughs> like he's got people the guys are all just duck and cover they're not flying away because I'm assuming they're thinking the bird's going to get them yeah and so <laughs> kind of playing into the, the drawing that the kids did on the wee reenactment of them dying fighting the grasshoppers they get these like berries from the offering yeah and they, 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 the performers start like throwing like putting berries all in some pretend it's like oh my eye I think the best bit of that is like, I'm not even kidding this time. It's in my eyes. <laughs> and everyone's lying down like, oh, no. They don't manage Really, really showing their best performance because Hopper is probably, like I said, like, ducking. Yeah, he's cover. shitting himself. He's like, he's a proper, like, intimidating villain for, like, most of the show. Everybody's, like, too scared of him. And then all of a sudden he's just, mm. he's just a coward at this point. And then it's going a bit too well because uh, then Petey finally manages to wangle free. Ugh. And then sees everybody else all out for Yeah, he thinks he's going to be the hero and stop the bird. Like, no, they took he took out my magician, my money. Like he's he's using the he still wants to use the circus guys as his meal ticket. So he grabs his mouth like flaming <laughs> No, Peter, no. And obviously the bird's made of paper and yeah, he, and he, shit like he that. does it and he jumps and fucks the whole mm-hmm. thing, sets the bird on fire. Burns everything. Uh, and also the kids, kids inside, so they're all lost. You're getting like one help, need help from. Yeah. And then basically the thing just crashes, and by that point the game's, the game's, the game's up. Mm-hmm. So. And Hopper just grabs uh, Dot, like as she tries to escape the mm-hmm. bird, like he picked her up at the start of the film. Yeah. Like, you're like, who idea was this? And Flick kind of stands up to him like he did then. He was like, it was my idea, I'm the one you I don't hurt anybody else. And Hopper just beats the fuck out of him. Yeah, that, well, bit, that bit itself is pretty fucking vicious. Well, Hopper gets some shots in of ours, but Thumper does most of the battering, but it, and they put in the proper, like, punching, like, oh, sound effects. Oh, they beat them. the piss out of him. Mm-hmm. I think that bit is a lot more sinister. Uh, they animate it as well to look like he's got black eyes and bruises all over yeah, himself. Yeah, he gets a beating. <laughs> he's literally black and blue, because the male ants in the film, like I said, are blue, so he's got these big black bruises yeah. all in himself. And then Hopper goes on this, like... Tyrage in no, front no, of the audience, no. like you're all put on this sir to serve us, like the natural order, us up here and down here, and then Flint, uh, Flint just like gets up and starts like talking back to him, and like no, you're wrong, that's not. Yeah, he's like wrong, like like we're not here to serve you. As uh, I say, like and he and he basically does what Hopper worried he would do. He basically, and t- tells the other ants. He's like, there's actually more of us than yeah, there are. Yeah, there's more people. of us than them. We work together as mm-hmm. ants. Yeah. We can't, we can't fuck with us anymore. And then Hopper just knocks him back down. He's going to like squish him. And then he's probably like, Hopper, Hopper. And everybody's kind of just all got this new determined <laughs> face on themselves. They realise like, again like that they outnumber them. Just yeah. what Hopper didn't want. And then they all uh, gang up on them. And uh, mm. I guess he face like, now it's the new order, uh, Hopper. And pick the food, the ants keep the food, and the grasshopper 
Leave. Yeah, like, that's how we leave. And then they all leave and like, no, come back, you cowards. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go, they go put them in a cannon and they're going to like, finally, like, we, it's a false finish to use wrestling terms. Yeah, yeah. They think like, ah, oh, happy each other. They're going to put PG's guy and Dim's positioned up. And then the thunder and lightning starts. Mm. Like, the rainy seasons come <laughs> again because they're all so small. How this is depicted as if like a fucking tidal wave is coming. Yeah. At this point that the, the raindrops are like when meteors coming in, there's mm-hmm. proper like sounds. I think it's a good effect, mm-hmm. you know, especially for like a film in what 98, you mm-hmm. know, it's a really good effect. The rain, yeah. So, like I said, it's going back to what we said earlier on, uh, how ahead of its time, the, yeah, the effects yeah. were for Toy Story. Then, like and you say, the, the, the visual effects, the audio effects, mm-hmm. the, the sounds, like you say, the beating sounds, mm-hmm. the sounds of the rain, yeah, it's. Even like the sound of when when he does flame and death, the yeah. sound of the yeah, you know, yeah, and like they keep as a consistency with a lot of the Pixar films in that, especially the early ones where like again they set they give you ordinary things but they set them in a different world mm. to keep it from that perspective the whole way through for the most part like everything through Toys of the whole way is from toys. This is from bugs and also dead bug of rain. Rain is a lot bigger and a lot scarier probably, yeah. especially if you're as little as the ants are. And so everybody walks away, and so Hopper manages. To get shot at the cannon, but this time he gets free and he grabs Flick and he's. Yeah, it looks he's, like he might kill him. He's 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 full on pissed at this point. Yeah, like he basically he's not gonna get his food or anything else that he wanted, but he can get rid of this not one annoying man. food. Everyone's fucked off, so I'm just gonna kill you, you prick. And then, I mean, they're good like uh, distracting people and being circus bugs, but they now show that they're not good warriors because uh, yeah, they try and chase after him, but it doesn't go well. Uh, no. Slim gets lost. <laughs> 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 What do you, it's like he's got friends of home in one and then one and others he goes one past one bad bar and boom, he's still got his own a different stick. Yeah, yeah. Where'd he go? I'm over here. Where? Over here. I'm the only stick with eyeballs. It's the way David A. Pierce delivers that line and all like I'm the only stick with eyeballs. I think about to some of his best like fairy delivery like the one that my reasoning my reasoning was based on my mother's obsession with Barman. Like how do you feel? Hot. Funny. Ah, dear, I guess. But uh, he gets lost. The uh, the train used tuck and roll to kind of a lasso thing. You try and pull him in. They get all mm. caught up and uh, they can't get through to him. Uh, I tries to save him as well. And basically, this whole time he's been led over to where the bird's nest was before, and yeah. he's grabbing like like any and he's still at a high before that. Basically. No matter what happens, just don't don't come out, don't try and help me. Yeah, just leave it. Yeah. And he's getting told to be like, I'll be back next season, you know. You just bought them time, you know, I'll be back with more grasshoppers out, but you won't be around and then the bird comes in. Yeah. And and, and then the best bit is like, Oh what, is this another one of your little fake birdies? Hey birdie and then he the realization. Yeah. Like he's the- like uh, he's he's talking he's talking to the birds like not taking it seriously and then just let through that big bird like, streak. Yeah, wait, wait, uh, well, once again, like to us that would just be like a tweeting bird, but yeah. to them it was like a fucking dinosaur, like ah oh, fuck. Especially given this is the thing he's more scared of than mm. anything else in the world. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. So it, it kind of like it's clever if you think about it because like considering that's the thing that he's most terrified of. Yeah, it would obviously seem more fucking horrific to him yeah. because he's been attacked by a bird before so he hears that noise it's going to seem worse to him so it's yeah. it's really good how they mm-hmm. like let you kind of figure out like oh fuck 
yeah. shit in it. And like you said, like he the realization that no, this is this one's real. And he tries to get away, but the bird, like bird, yeah, the bird not like get him away. Traps him in, pops it around, and then just it, it's got him like. And he's bigger up, and then the wee eggs that we've seen have now hatched, and now basically, <laughs> like, fucking like look away, but like, he, he, well, the, implication, the implication he's just been ripped apart by a couple yeah. of little birds. Well, he's getting held in bubble, and he's like, no, no, no. Uh, they're, like, they're like, like you say, like, yeah, we don't need to see that. Like, well, you brought them over close to the bird, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah, they weren't going to pet him. <laughs> And so it, it fades out to the next morning. The circus troupe are getting ready to leave. They're bringing some ants with them. They've got a Hopper's brother still like, I, I want to thank you. Oh, thank, you thank you once again, Mr. Flea, for this opportunity. <laughs> it's cool that he's going to be a circus bug. Because mm-hmm. through the film, I never disliked him. Yeah. I never disliked him. Because he didn't, he didn't seem to have a nastiness in him. He was just kind of lovable and dumb. Yeah, he's just a. You know, uh, Remember what mom said? <laughs> if I hadn't promised our mother on her deathbed that I wouldn't kill you, I'd kill you. <laughs> um, like, remember what my mom said? And then, and then uh, so PT says to him, like, oh, are you sure you don't want to come on tour with us? Like, no, nah, my place is, is here. With the colony. Yeah. yeah. And so he, he kind of sticks around. Everybody's using his invention as well. Yeah, his little, his little, like, uh, the thing that helped Hobbs and Crop like faster and everything. The thing, the thing that fucked the things up at the start. Basically, the thing that everybody didn't want to hear about and then yeah. they did ultimately now, fuck up. Now we've got a whole like fucking like crew of people using these yeah. machines and. To be fair, I'm like, yeah, the machine fucked up. But to be fair, the machine shouldn't have been there in the first place. Like, he should have dumped the food and then kept the machine with him and then dump it. Yeah, he should. He, it, the whole travesty of the entire film started with his dumbassery, but yeah. He could yeah. have just grabbed a hand, dropped the machine, dropped, grabbed a half on Philly Greens, dropped it down and left. Like if he'd, honestly, he's thinking on his feet at yeah. that point. If we spend that much time digressing and going over that, we'll be here until the fucking cows come home. Oh, yeah. So everybody's using that. So see, the guys are going back on tour with B, but they're, they say they're going back next season and everything. Yeah, so. they're going to come and visit and things. Yeah. So, and Anna's been given her crown and she gives her B crown to... To a dot. Yeah. It's a nice, a nice big, like, feel good in it. But then, also, like, like Vincent had a, as a gift to you, we bestow on this two, and they give them the rock. Yeah. Again, assuming that it's a, it's a big thing to these ants, let's give them a rock, let's be kind to their culture yeah, or whatever. What's with the rock? It's it a circus, circus thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all leave, up doing the big goodbyes, and like, oh god. We forgot. I'm like, <laughs> and he's finally in a cocoon. But he's obviously hatched before he's ready because he comes out slightly bluish. Yeah, slightly bluish and it's still just, fat as shit with still teeny, a caterpillar. tiny, tiny little legs. He's like, ah, I'm finally a beautiful butterfly. My wings, aren't they beautiful? Yeah, so beautiful. Look at them all down there, they look like little heads! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got the tiniest wings, so he wasn't very good. Aren't they? You better start flying! And they're holding them up, and uh, like Francis and uh, Gypsy come down here, yeah. like, I am flying! Oh, you look like little heads from here! I'll beat us in! I'll beat us in! <laughs> and then, uh, oh, he's at, so good. At, everybody waves by them, at, uh, Dot and Flit will fly up onto a wee ledge to kind of wave by to them yeah. as they're going. Uh, and it takes into the outtakes, but like you, you were saying about it when I came up to to watch it because you were watching it back a wee bit, and we got to see the ending again. Yeah, and how basically you say like gives you that kind of feel good feeling at the end. It really does, and that bit at the outtakes where that bit always cracks me up. Really, like, do I 
funny. Do you? Yes! <laughs> this is the 15th take. I, I cannot I, work with I this. cannot work this way. I will beat my trip. <laughs> like, like, like the... I think Josie's one. Like, oh, uh, yeah, it's like, we are not a bad bike grafter. Is someone hammering? Can we hold the work, please? Uh, hey, oh. if you want to maybe come to my trailer or something. Oh, I thought he was real. Uh, I thought he was real. <laughs> oh, like the one with you. Like, we just bring the camera. I think, oh, if they do, unless, if they do, it's like, boom, it's with the camera. <laughs> or, uh, you got Hopper as we, well, really falls back. Oh, oh, God, God, it's a, it's a camera broke. I ruined the take. Yeah. I do like that. It's a couple of wee mosquitoes who we saw working at that bar. As camera people are uh, saying, totally. guys. And like you say, the bit where Hot where Thumper is like doing the was screech and the grill is like, uh, am I coming across well enough? Like, maybe I had a little spit. We didn't even mention the fact that, like, basically, right at the end before he flies away, he gets right back in dot space after she's been scared the whole minute. You're like, no, bad grasshopper, go yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> he runs away like a dog that's been getting yeah, out of like trouble. <laughs> I did love what we all like, no, bad grasshopper, go away. So that's Bugs Life. A fantabulous film, and what? a very fun and happy film, and if you ask me. I mean, not happy at certain points, but let yeah. it, make, it leaves you feeling just, you know, good. I think when it goes kind of overlooked, really, when you think about it from oh, Pixar's offering. Oh, hell yeah, often, hell yeah. Given it, it went between two, uh, two films, well, what was it two between? Toy Story films. Oh, two Toy Story I films. I could that, this, and then as we discussed the whole Odyssey of... Toy Story is going to be a directed DVD thing, and then they say, "Oh no, we're going to release it in cinemas." Yeah, fuck it. We'll do a second one. We'll get Kelsey Grammer, and that'll be yeah. good. Aye. So a lot of professionals wind up, but I think it delivered. It's got some good names, especially for that period. Yeah, that? I mean, you've got and you know you've got Kevin Spacey, yeah. you've got John Ratzenberger, you've yeah. got uh, David A. Pierce, David A. Pierce, uh, of course. Julie Dreyfus is at that and everything. Rest in peace to the guy who did hit. Heimlich's voice, yeah, you told me that at outset of this recording that he'd yeah. passed, which was shitty, but yeah. you know. I think, like, like I said at the start, they'd, at the same meeting they came up with this, they came up with so many ideas for ones that would come out and the films that they would release later oh, on yeah, in the early yeah. So then from this on, and then Toy Story, they just start rolling early to the like Monsters Out, then Incredibles, then like. So do you do you think the reason like Bugs Life gets. Finding Nemo as well, that girl do, you, do you think the reason Bugs Life kind of, like you say, gets lost in the shuffle? It's due to the fact that it was technically the second major release, you know, like, you get the first one, everyone shits themselves, like, oh, fuck, Toy Story's great. And then you get Bugs Life, and you're like, oh, that's great too. And then the third one comes out, and they're like, oh, Toy Story too. look, fuck Bugs Life, well, what's this, ha-ha. I think because, again, it was only, like, a year after, and in terms of the US, I think, again, I still think it's so weird that this comes out in the, the 99 is uh, Toy Story in the US, but for, for us in the UK, we don't get this to early 99, and then yeah. early 2000, we get Toy Story too, but... I think maybe that happened because I think at the time of its release before Toy Story even comes out everybody's going to see it they're clearly going to see it more than fucking Ants at the time who the fuck wanted to see Ants I've, I've not seen Ants and I fucking hate it yeah so <laughs> but like, it's, got... it's not it's not a Coke not so much a Coke Pepsi situation it's a Coke RC Cola kind of like hey it. I hear RC Cola is alright <laughs> it's more like a Coke New Iron Brew situation mm. you know but like Ants is New Iron Brew no one wants it. But, so I think it was good for its time, I think, but I think not only because Toy Story came out, but like, given that Pixar, maybe occasionally they have a hit, a miss and a hit uh, in yeah. recent years, but in those early stretch, in the, like to the mid-2000s at least, yeah, they or, were, or even they were. to the end of the 2000s, because Up came out in 2010, everybody raved about oh, it. Oh, Up was well. fantastic. Yeah. 
first 10 minutes are a short film in its aim. Lots of people seem to enjoy that other one, I think, was Pixar as well, like Brave. <sighs> I think it was a bit overhyped just because... Yeah, it was Scottish. definitely overhyped, but I mean, lots of people liked it. I've yeah. seen it once and it, was, it wasn't shit. I like, I like Billy Collin when he plays the dad of mm. the main girl, I like him doing it. Aye. Uh, but, the big game. <laughs> the big game. The big DC. I think because they had so much in their filmography that I think it gets kind of lost in the shuffle. I mean, it's not it's not like the worst one, obviously. A lot of people, yeah. when they have a go-to one, they slag off. Something Pixar did, it's usually the Cars franchise that they slag off. Well, Cars sucks. Yeah. So it's in a weird position. It's not the most lauded like by most people, but then it's also not the most I think, I think slagged it, off. I think it's one of the ones, let's see, if you... If you if you're if you're a fan of animated stuff like Pixar and blah blah blah, and you get you get a wee notion for a wee bit of nostalgia, something yeah. you go fuck, I'll stick Bugs Life on. That's a feel good movie. That's good. That's I, fun. I think maybe one that if you look back on it and you you, you want to like see oh well, I want to watch all the Pixar films from like the first one from Toy Story onwards and then in order if they came out, you might be I think maybe surprised to some people to see how early Bugs Life came out. Yeah, and, God, that'd be a fucking marathon, wouldn't it? Yeah, someone sitting down a full set watching every Pixar movie from the start up until now. I think I think like they have like on Disney Plus they have like separate like category like you have the Disney anime films and Pixar in a separate one. I think you can do them in either by franchise or you can do them by order of release. Like they have them yeah. in different. Stylized one, like in the Disney ones, because there've been so many of their ones. They have them like by decade as well. Mm. But so, like, you could do that if you wanted to. But I think again, it's a, it's a surprise if somebody looked back on it to see how early Bugs Life came out. So I think again, it's one that gains. It's one of the ones that gains more appreciation. I think as as time goes on, because oh, yeah, yeah, because it's hard. It's hard. It's easy to get lost in the shuffle, given how hot Pixar were in their early, mm. in their early releases. They were nearly as hot as the Attitude Era was. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, that's what you can say. The first six or so movies for Pixar was their Attitude Era, basically. Yeah, and then, and then we got the PG Era and it sucked. Cars was the fucking WWE PG. No, that was a fucking reality era. I was going to say, like, you had a period where they were doing some good and some bad. I can say that's your ruthless aggression, then yeah. PG. Like, I say, like, you mentioned Cars, right? Yeah. First Cars, not terrible. Yeah, the first Cars is alright. Second and third... And oh, I never, I never saw the second or third one. And then we done, did we not do something called fucking planes as well? I don't think that was a Pixar one, but it was. It was awful, though, it was, was it not? It might, probably was. Was it not basically it. just like cars, but, but planes. with planes? Basically, yeah. You know. So there we are. <laughs> yeah, but so we're, I assume we're both giving us a solid thumbs up. This oh yeah, one. solid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Solid. I don't, I don't know how we rated these these outside because I don't think it's about really really rating the films all that much. Uh, He's also rating David Hyde Pierce, I suppose. Well, David Hyde Pierce, again, <laughs> I felt bad watching that because, you know, unlike Kelsey Grammer and Toy Story 2... He, he did not have a major role well, in it. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't speak as much as he stand on. He's like, the, the, the few lines that he has, that he gets the chance to do it, like, his, get his clips in. Yeah, they're memorable. They're some of the more memorable ones, yeah. but then again, like, also given its animation and everything, he's always in scenes, but David Hyde Pierce himself... Being part of it doesn't always get a chance to speak because he's part of the group that's an ensemble. Yeah. He's part of an ensemble group. Of but like, like you say, when he does get to speak like that line, he gives Neil the start. He's like, I'm all cast as a stick. <laughs> stick a pole. Oh, a splinter. splinter. <laughs> or then, I am the only stick with idols. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her. Wish, wish. Bang, bang. But it's clearly... Well, I give David Hyde Pierce as, as 
What's his name? A slim. Slim. That's it. I was going to call him Stick. No, Slim. <laughs> Give Slim a thumbs well, up. Well, up until this recording, we didn't even call him Slim. Like I only realised he was called Slim when I'm doing my notes for this episode. Like, I only realised when you told me. You like, know? I just kept calling him. Oh, it's even I just add the Stick in. He's a Stick, dude. I don't even know if we even talked about the bit with uh, the kids. Like, where are you supposed to be? He's a Stick, still, but you hit bug with like this. <laughs> 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 And again, it's perfect for him because, uh, like, much like you know, uh, Gilsa Grammar with uh, Stinky Feet and the idea, like, getting called that joke, and like when he watched they watch the show back, he kind of like, oh god, like yeah. he feels himself too good for the TV show. He's a merchandise, but of he sees himself in this film as too good for the circus kind of lifestyle or the parts he's been given. Because yeah. like he wants to be he wants to be taken more seriously as an actor, but he's just a prop in most of their scenes. <laughs> So again, if it suits somebody like uh, him, because, because the role's been so similar, because in a way, a lot of ways, David Hyde Pierce and Kelsey Grammer are so similar, which is why they were so perfect to play brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah but but he's, he's the perfect comedic prop a lot of the time to Kelsey's, yeah. you know. Because in the end of his animation, like, he's been used physically a lot, and we've always praised on the footage review how good David Hyde Pierce can be at physical comedy. Yeah. And it, it can be, like I say, it can be fantastic at like voice roles as well. Because you've mm. got Slim, you've got uh, I think he was Abe Sabian and yeah. and, and Hellboy. It was it, it was Cecil. <laughs> yeah, I remember the whole story of him not wanting to be properly credited for that because like Doug Jones was the guy. He does a lot of physical stuff, and he was doing he was yeah, the guy he was in all the, the physical. Aye, he said like I thought he said he thought it'd be a disservice to to him. To have himself be credited as yeah. as as Abe Sapien, so he to like let Doug be credited. Yeah, but that's just that just shows how how humble a guy look he yeah. is. You know, he's like, I'll do the voice, but I'm not the one doing the physical work. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, fantabulously fun film. Yeah, and fun. David Hyde Pierce was fantabulously good as Slim. Do yeah. you remember his name now? Yeah. Slim. I mean, it's still just really a good part of why I remember. I was looking forward to certain bits of this film, but again, they observe it all as a whole, not just uh, David Hyde Pierce's part. I knew I was going to enjoy myself because, like, much like Toy Story uh, 2, when we reviewed that, like, it's Pixar, like, especially early Pixar, you know, you sit down, you're going to have a good time with it. Yeah. There we are. That's uh, been a collective escapades. I've enjoyed doing this. Maybe we'll take a step away from uh, David I. Pierce and, and Failure. Maybe we'll look at John Mahoney's roles in for the next one. Maybe. We've got definitely got a big uh, filmography to choose from. A big catalogue, yeah. Yeah. And one, one, of, one of John Mahoney's particular ones, mm. which is not often mentioned, mm. Is a 1993 Clint Eastwood film, mm. In the Line of Fire, uh-huh. which has Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. John Malkovich, and John Mahoney. There you go. Look. And also, for our eclectic episodes too, I thought of a, another one we can do a future, mm-hmm. a later period. Enemy of the State, oh. with Will Smith and uh, Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Because who plays a government official in that but Dan Butler? Mm. There you go. He plays an angry shouty man. Angry <laughs> shouty man. Yeah. Instead of a geeky specky bug man that he plays in Silence of the Lambs. I saw him pop up an episode of Malcolm and Merrill the other day. Yeah. Where uh, Malcolm's working the night shift and is noticing this weird guy popping up on the uh, the security footage. Turns out the guy's been living in the store for three years. <laughs> uh, Dan Butler. Uh, Dan Butler's character's been living yeah. in the store didn't, for three Didn't years. he play some kind of priest or something in an episode of Supernatural? Yeah, yeah, he did that. I yeah. think it was like a season one episode of Elsa very early on. Yeah, yeah, because I remember like when I briefly was into watching yeah. Supernatural, I watched that and I was like, ooh, Dan Butler, <laughs> cool, I'll maybe watch more of this now. Yeah, 
<laughs> and we John Maloney as well. Like again, if you wanted to keep the, the running trend that we seem to have right so far, because I think I literally I just realised all three Clay Race It's all been animation. It's all been voice thing. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to keep that going, he's got a fair few voices. He's well, you've got Atlantis. He was an Iron Giant. He played a general in yeah. that as well. Like say Atlantis, he was yeah. in that. Uh, I think he's been in one or two other. Like when, yeah. he was in Ants, but. I think I'd rather not do yeah, let's, let's not but, do him that disservice. Not, not for John Mullen, even then, uh, even, I don't even know what bigger part he has in Ants as well, so I don't want to walk through, watch the whole of Ants and like, oh, John Mullen's only in two scenes. Yeah, because then you would realise you would have had to watch Ants to get those two scenes. Yeah. At least, fucking David Avery's is a more featured part of yeah, Bugsley. I swear to God, like, see from the few clips of Ants I've seen, I know we're just sitting here at yeah. the end of this bashing the fuck out of Ants, but... Which we've done a fair bit of at the start what? of the show as well. It deserves it. <laughs> Because, I mean, just on animation skill alone, the animation is really poor. I know. Really, really. It looks like, you know those early fucking PC games you used yeah. to get? It looks like it's animated in that sort we, of font. When you look at the computers oh, and the tech that they had to do the kind of groundbreaking animation for these Pixar films, you look at the computers that yeah. they did have, Ants is what you assume they'd come out with, and yeah. then what, what we actually get is fucking Bugs Life and... Yeah. I think it's a disservice to DreamWorks as well because we're that time they did Prince of Egypt, which is very well oriented. Like I said, if you use that in the years following that, they do stuff to like Shrek that and some other great Prince movies. Prince of Egypt is such a gay ass movie. Uh, but in terms of animation, it looks yeah, better. Shrek of, looks far better. See, I like that one they get panned to fuck. See that one, uh, El Dorado? Oh, that's a good I movie. I love El Dorado. El Dorado's not a bad movie. That's a great movie, but a lot of people, like, the time that came out, like, get panned. Wow. Yeah. But I fuck it, I love Eldorado. I've only watched it a few times, but like, I love it. Yeah, the whole buddy like adventure thing. It seems like a kind of like premise they could take that from animation into live action yeah. seamlessly, and it'd still be. Who, great. Would you, who would you get to play them in a live action? Oof. I haven't really given that a thought. I can't, well, remember, I can't remember see, who plays them in, in the animation. See when they see like when they were young. Aye. Depp and Pitt. Mm. Depp and Pitt could have played them, or Matt and Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Jeff Hardy just one under the fucking swan tone at the end uh, any ch- any chance Jeff could get to get a swan tone in you know while riding a horse stands up while on the horse then does a swan tone yeah whilst <laughs> on the horse just goes oh <laughs> jumps off the horse kicks him in the face <laughs> yeah jumps off the horse misses the face fucks his back yeah Jeff Hardy <laughs> yeah anyway this, this episode would just be like a cloud of escapades, Bugs Life, brackets, the roast of ants. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's ants, not the official title, but it should be. Even now, people still hate you. Well, how many people do you actually hear talking about ants? In the positive? At all? No. I hear, the only time I hear people talk about ants, they talk about it the way we're talking about it now. I was going to say, we wouldn't even be talking about it at all if we weren't doing this show. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about ants if it wasn't for the fact we'd watched the good one. Mm. Bugs Life that had proper looking ants, you <laughs> cunt. Anyway. Yeah. We're redressing. See, uh, see ants, you made me swear on a Pixar review, you fucks. I think we swore on a fair bit earlier on in the show. But... I know, but we're just done with such positivity. <laughs> positive po- swear. Positive vulgarity. <laughs> There's an oxymoron if I ever heard one. Yes. We, we started retreading old ground and debating the good and bad swearing, so I think that's a good point to end the show. I think so. It's been a fun show. It's been one of our longer how to get to be the thing. I think so, yes. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to check out our past how to get to be and look forward to the ones we're going to be doing. Check out our past Frasier reviews, 
We're going to hopefully do more film-related reviews outside of Eclectic Escapades. Check out where, obviously, our Impact reviews and our yeah. uh, wrestling classic reviews. Yeah, we mentioned, obviously, Man Jeff. If you haven't already heard some of our wrestling content, go check that out. Like Impact Wrestling, Classic Wrestling. And to tie in with that, the next episode that you guys will hear on this feed will be a review of Royal Rumble 1997 from the Vault episode, which is our classic review feed. Which has been used to be a bridge the gap between two editions of another another series we have uh, yep. called In Your Gap. We review the In Your House series. So we've done December '96. It's time we do this one, which will bleed nicely the implications of which into the February In Your House in a few months' time. Yeah, I say a few months, which is probably when they'll finally come out. Good know when our schedule. Just, uh, just in just your house because Gorilla Monsoon had to be a bitch about the finish of the rumble. <laughs> and Gorilla Monsoon takes no shit. Gorilla Monsoon was a pain in the ass. I like relevance and leave me alone. I like I liked him as part of the classic commentary team. He should have stuck doing that. I will not end the show by having you bad respect the good name of President Grillmonson. Hey. Gorilla Monsoon Commentator Gorilla Monsoon was probably aside from the one everybody fucking loves, JR and the King. I think if it wasn't for good old Gorilla and Bobby Heenan, we wouldn't have had King and JR. They laid the groundwork, man. What's your that, that bloody gorilla monsoon is the president and the interim president. I mean, for God's sake. <laughs> and that Rumble 96 when he fucking had the video footage playback to prove that Hunter Hearst Helmsley had used a, an implement to knock out Duke the Jumpster Josie. Why? You know, was, he, was Hunter still eating shit at that point? No, that was before he even started eating shit. <laughs> yeah, for fuck's sake, that's when he was on his rise before he decided to give the fucking outsiders a cuddle. <laughs> that's a simplified version of it, but yeah, check out all that content. Look forward to more besmirching of Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, follow President us on Twitter. Gorilla Monsoon, not Gorilla Monsoon. Follow us on Twitter at SPL for Rogue Opinion, which we're also available on at Rogue Opinions. Me and Paul over there doing the Rogue Retro Smackdown review. Hell yes. In a couple of weeks. It's time, so much fun. In a couple of weeks' time, we'll be looking at King of the Ring 2000. I uh, look forward to that. We talk about nostalgia. Like, that's a nostalgia one for me. And I look forward to having my nostalgia just crushed right in front of me. You <laughs> I think said, I'll be negatory about it? I think I think just talking about it with you guys after I watch it might fuck it, might fuck it for me. But nah. then again, at the time recording, I've not watched it back yet, so... I think it'll be good. Mm. It'll be good to see a pay-per-view and not have to watch an episode of run-ins. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the two weeks of Smackdown build, so you've got a context for it. Yeah, yeah. I've got the context, but my God, so many run-ins. <laughs> you know, like, forgot, let a match finish, for God's sake. Oh, well, it's going to get worse before it gets better on the run-ins. <laughs> I know, I know. I remember Facebook.com forward slash Rambo podcast, but until that time, I say thank you for listening to our Clinic Escapades. And remind you, don't watch ads. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Was a bug, little bug, hardly there. How he felt, what he dreamed, who would care? Without any evidence, his were ready. he was full of confidence. Have much common sense. It's highly overrated. He just knew that he'd come through. It's the time of your life, so live it well. It's the time of your life, 
so we'll live it well.